whilst this week's Devil Detail podcast, I'm Rob Parkinson and I'm here talking all things. So for a Devil's Joining the Show this week, as ever, we got Paul Parkin. How's your week been, mate, after that magnificent win against Warrington? Yeah, yeah. Well, every week's a good week when you when you win, especially against <laughs> Warrington. What a game. What, I know we'll talk about it, but wow. I know the rugby union World Cup's just started and anybody who watches that and then watches a game of rugby league like we watched, there's no comparison, is it? It was, it was a great, great day. I mean, it was good. Everything seemed to sort of fall into place a little bit the other day, so that was nice. Yeah, it's a, it's a quite a big week for me in many ways in terms of sure everyone wants to know an update. I'm going to have my eye done on Friday, get my surgery. So hopefully in a in a week or two, I'll be able to see properly again. That'd be nice. So we're building up to that. So that's been quite 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 a big week, really. But yeah, it's that because it could have been a bit of a depressing week if we'd have lost the other day, knowing we were probably out of the playoffs and, and I've got surgery looming and everything else. It's actually brightened up my week totally. So yeah, we've had a good week. It's, it's been... Been nice. It's flying by though. It'll soon be game day. I wish you all the best with that, Parky. Obviously, we know the the trials and tribulations of of, of, of your them eyes are yours. Uh, hopefully, uh, you like to say you'll get it fixed, and then you can uh, sort of get a better standard of life. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's just watching the watching the match sometimes as well. Trying to watch through one eye, and you're trying to catch everything that's going on at the same time. It's been. And this year with the with sun in your eye or something like that as well at times, it's been a nightmare. But no, I'm not, I've, I've done all right. I've done okay. We're nearly at the end of it now. And it's come at the end of the season. Best time of surgery, really, isn't it? The season yeah. tails off. Hopefully, hopefully I'll be able to see some playoff games. Fingers <laughs> crossed, depending on how things go. But it's a big thing. I've waited a while for it. So I think the whole COVID thing upset everything going on and mm. just delayed it all. But so, no, get this cleared up and hopefully 2020 vision, I can start refereeing. Because, yeah. to be honest, the game definitely needs referees. Because yep. the one we've got at the moment, not great. No. I think you might do a better job with one than some <laughs> two. <laughs> yeah. It's great when I shout, are you blind, ref? And it's yeah. me that's blind. It's a bit weird. <laughs> I've had a bit of a mad week. My son did his first swimming gala on Saturday. Manchester Aquatics uh, Centre finished second in the 100 metres butterfly and fourth wow. in the 100 metres breaststroke. I know, butterfly. The hardest stroke you can do. And he's oh, like, a, it's, like a, a, it's like a dolphin through the water. And I'm like, wow. So he, And really? to be fair, because they're all like in the same category of ability. Yeah. So, butterfly one. He was against like a twenty-year-old kid as well, who was diving in. So when he dived in, he had sort of three yards on on Rory. So I think if we'd all started level on, on the side, he'd he'd have run him close. That's, but, that's brilliant. So we've yeah. got a future Olympian. Yeah, yeah. I'll be carrying his bag. Okay, I'll be carrying his bag through <laughs> around Beijing or wherever it will be. The next one, next one, ten years time. Brilliant! That, that's excellent. That's really good to hear. I like yeah. that. So that was very proud. Like I say, for all of everything he has to go through in, in his life, swimming this thing he loves is swimming. So yeah, it's great that he's finally getting medals for it and stuff like that. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I remember when I was I swam for scouts about maybe thirty years ago now, and I got I was involved in a in a gala. And I, I finished third in breaststroke, but I got disqualified because I didn't touch the end with two hands. I was devastated. Yeah, that's a, that's a schoolboy mistake, yeah. that one. And you yeah. were a schoolboy, so we'll let you know. I was stretching I, when you see him. Yeah. I was like on the yeah. corner of my eye, and I thought, it's now or never. And I just stretched it one hand and, yeah, waved it off. And I was like, 
couldn't believe it. So every time we kept saying to him before we started, said, make, make sure you touch with your hands, make sure you touch with your hands. That was the last thing I said to him. So he didn't follow his dad's example 30 years on. So, yeah. I swim like a brick. So yeah. uh, as soon as I go in, I seem to hit the bottom and can't get out. I don't know yeah. why. But that's good. Yeah, no swimming is very good for you, isn't it? It's good, yeah. good for your health. So, yeah, yeah it's, that's brilliant for him. I'm delighted, really. Yeah, swimming's great. I really enjoy it when I can get when I can do it. So yeah. it's great seeing him succeed at such a such a especially butterfly. It's a mad stroke butterfly, isn't it? I mean, but that's his favourite one. So he's he's succeeded. That's all that matters, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, he'll have, he'll have shoulders like a bodybuilder. Too. Yeah, like a triangle. Yeah. <laughs> so lots to go on this week. Uh, we're going to look back at the Warrington win, uh, ladies' defeat at Featherston, all the big news coming out of the club this week. Uh, we've got White Sides World Rugby League, and then we're going to preview the game this week, the big game against Hulkington Rovers, a winner-takes-all playoff bash, Paul. And preview uh, Player of the Year award contenders. Yeah, it's it's massive, isn't it? It's going to be a huge, huge game. It's a shame it's away in many ways for us. It makes it that little bit more difficult. But I know we'll obviously we'll get onto it in a bit, but it's but then it's why you're in the game. There's a lot of teams at the moment who have got nothing to play for, so it makes it exciting till hopefully till the, the, the last week, and let's see what goes on from there. Because I know no matter what happens to us, Warrington, we've got Saints. I'd rather I think I'd probably rather be away at Ulk than away at Saints if I was going to go and try and get something. So it, it could all go out in the last game, and that's that's what the game's all about, isn't it? And we're we're part of that. We're we're making this run for the playoffs interesting because. It could be a close shot by now, but yeah, so, no. So it's yeah, looking good. It's what we need to develop as a club yeah. to be in the mix. It doesn't matter. It does matter if we make it. If yeah. we're looking at the, the grand scheme of things, are we? And we're looking from people who are looking in from the outside. But just to like say, just to be involved, everyone experiences that. And whatever happens next season, we're going to be better for it. So that's, well, that's something positive to think about. Well, I, I said uh, I said the other day about. The, the fact that we're actually even in the running for it is a miracle. Mm. When you look at our squad on paper, how thin it is, lack of body, some players who stepped up from the championship, we've got very little money to spend on players. We don't have the best training facility. We don't have the best. The backroom staff's tiny, and yet we're punching well above our weight. And you look at Leeds and Hull, big clubs with big, big fan bases and big money who are way behind us. Mm. In many ways, and you got—I mean—that's a mark of how good we 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 are as a club and as a team. And and for me, it just marks out Paul Rowley as as a top coach that he can get that little bit more out of these players. I think if you give Paul Rowley the finance that that FC and and Leeds have got, I think we'd be in the top two or three. So it just shows, doesn't it? Let give the man the tools and let him work with them. But if we finish seventh, even if we finished eighth, if the worst happened now. I'd still be, I wouldn't, obviously I wouldn't be happy at the fact we, we missed out, but I'd still know that there's enough there for my club that we are still going in the right direction, even though last year we made the playoffs. We've got a great run. That's what you need. This year we've struggled a little bit. It's been a bit up and down, lot, loss of bodies, a few dubious decisions in a few games that have, I think have, have made it more difficult for us. But overall, no matter what happens, and I know I'm not reviewing the season yet because it's not over. Who knows? We could go all the way, mm. and that's the amazing thing. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm mainly proud of. That I can look at fans of other clubs and go, "Well, this is this is what my club can do with nothing." You've got all the resource and everything you want, and you can't compete. 
Yeah, but I say we've got fire in our bellies, but we also got we've oppo- we're the opportunity club. We're like you say punching above our weight. The likes of I think like you say the likes of Hull and Leeds are stuck in a kind of a, a place where they think they are bigger than they are and better than they are, and that and that's a, a difficult sort of situation to get yourself out of. You have to hit rock bottom to go back up. I yeah. think we're in that cycle. Like I suppose it's a bit like Castleford now. Where, like they're struggling towards the bottom, but they've always sort of viewed themselves as a playoff side and is where they are now and what they're going through at the moment. But I suppose a lot, of, a lot going on with IMG and the ground and stuff. So are they still in the in the in the in the mixer when it comes to what's going on at their club? That's a that's a big question. But I think just for us, you know, we're we're on upward upward curve. We've got upward momentum. We've got players who are hungry for success and they want to make something happen. They, they want to be able to look back at the career and say, I achieved uh, uh, at Salford and, and that's that's a good thing. I think, yeah, I think you said there about teams that are in rock bottom and wake at the moment, their fans will be down and a bit, whatever. And they're not gone yet. There's still a very, very faint chance they could stay up. But I think it'll give them a year at least out of the league mm. to, to build. Castleford next year will be doing the same as they've done this year, scrambling to get players that might be off Super League quality. Wakefield can build a team now, get confidence, get winning, like Lee did. Lee built a team in the Championship. They were mm. winning games. They've come up. Look how good they've been this year. They've got the Challenge Cup sat in the cabinet. The other one for me, and I mentioned it earlier in the year when I was on their podcast, was all KR. Mm. After what happened when we relegated them in 2017, look where they've come from to where they are now. The grounds have improved. The crowds are big. They've got money behind them. They, they're pretty successful on the park. Because they, they had to take that step back and review from top to bottom what was going on at that club. Mm. And they're now up there and making Hull FC look silly. You know what I mean? And that's that's where you've got to go. And we've been at the bottom. We've struggled for years. But again, it goes on about like, you look at what Leeds have got in, in the background. We've basically got sort of like Ian Blees and Paul Roller, if you like. <laughs> they're the two that are making... I know Paul King, obviously, I'm not. But in terms of rugby league knowledge and what they're doing, Bringing the players in, the right players to fit in a system that we can use that are going to turn up most weeks, right? With the right attitude. You look at Leeds, what the players they've signed, big names, big, big players. They're not, they're not there. They're not there to fight for your club. They're, they're there, a lot of them just to, to get paid and get through it. Mm. And that's, that's the difference. And that's where we, we've been clever. And that's why I say if we just had a bit more money, can you imagine? Yeah. We'd, we'd be unbelievable. Mm. I always think Warren's a bit like that as well. There's, mm. there's just too many people. I we go I go to, to Warrington behind the scenes as like boxes full of like waiters and all that and you think, How much connection do you have with this club? Are you just here just picking a wage up? Like what's I mean, what's the deal? And I think like you say, with us, everybody has a job. Everyone cares mm. about the job and, and, and sort of gives their all towards it. They can't have half a day where they think, Well I'll just I'll just go through today because it everyone relies on everyone else to do the maximum for the engine to roll and that's that's the difference in it I think with us and many other clubs like you say we, we work hard there's not many of us but we do with the fingers to the bones and, and, and get the results yeah I think Warrington's probably the prime example when you look at it the, the vast amounts of money they've spent over 20-30 years mm. realistic even going back pre-Super League they were bringing in world stars and, and not really getting anywhere it's, what is it 60 odd years since they won a league I mean that's mm. that's crazy for a club like that we get decent crowds, and again the other day they're competing with us to be in the playoffs mm. at that level. You know what I mean, that's that's the difference in effort. And I think if if they'd have had what we've got, 
they're doing Super League champions a long time ago. Mm. It's what what the, this club means to to people and the people who work for it. It's it's not like you say. It's not just a job. It's a passion for them. Right the way down through the coaching staff, they love what they're doing. They've got this bond together, and it, it obviously filters through to the players. And then this season, we've seen with the fans bringing in three hundred and sixty odd thousand pounds. That's that's what we are, and we know sometimes it's us against the world. I think that helps us, and I think it helps Paul Rowley get that that bond with these players. So. In many ways, like I say, no matter what happens now to the end of the season, after everything we've been through this year, we've lost players left, right and centre. and we, We've got, what, 23 players possibly in a squad. Some have got 30-odd. We haven't got an academy to rely on. The reserves are only just sort of fledgling players. In the next few years, I think it, it, it could all change massively with all this hard work that's going in now. So yeah. I, I'll, be, I'll be proud at the end of the year, no matter what. Yeah, someone's love forward too, obviously. Let's move on. Let's talk about the, the Warrington win. Listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match review. So, so for Devils, were victorious in Golden Point. Sam Stone winning try secures the victory and keeps our play of hopes alive. Yeah, what what a game! I mean, actually, I, I enjoyed the game. I know there was a few errors and things, but with the nerves and everything else going on, it was. It was tense and it was tight, but it's everything that rugby league should be. Top level rugby league, really, for me. There was passion in there. There was a few little niggles and things like that. But overall, the game itself, the atmosphere of the day, I mean, I've got to give Warrington fans credit. They created a great atmosphere. It was probably the best atmosphere we've had this year at the AJ Bell. Oh, mm. whatever it's called now. <laughs> the Gus Risman Stadium, I should say. Yeah, and, and I think having all four stands open helps because there was noise coming from the, the east stand as well. I mean, there wasn't loads in there, but you could still hear them. And it, it sort of went into all the stands and went round the ground. It was brilliant. It was a great atmosphere. But the game itself, what I mean, how do you win a game? That's that's the way, isn't it? We've done it a few times. Let's be honest. We've been we've been unfortunate every now and then. But you think back to the million pound game, and you think back to the Challenge Cup. Game against, was it Catalan when mm. we beat them with Dan Sargent and scored again a try in, in Golden Point. We we uh, we know how to do it, but I think the, I think they're trying to kill me. I'll turn me back to Poozie <laughs> because that that on on. I mean, the excitement got you going, got that rush that I've not had for a while. I've, I've sat through games recently, and I know I've been annoyed by, I say, decisions that were made or we we've overplayed and maybe not put our best foot forward. But the other day, it had everything, and both teams really went for it. Because knowing what was on the game, Warrington, if they win, it closes the door and us, the top six are done, basically. We win, we drag them back a little bit and, mm. and we give ourselves a, a fighting chance. So, yeah, an unbelievable game, great atmosphere. The the weather played ball for a change. The only the only blot on my day was the uh, the public transport, but the club, the club don't own that, so I can't have a go at them. Yeah, it was, it was a moment when you follow this club. Yeah, you get moments, don't you? Whether it's once a season or, or once every couple of seasons where you think, this is why I go. And if you can take the sort of the last sort of 10 minutes of, of that game with all the drama and how, what, what was hanging on it and you could bottle that, you'd be a millionaire, wouldn't you? And we went through the mincer uh, agony to ecstasy and it was everything in between. And that is, that is why... It was on Channel Four as well, which was which was fantastic. So it beamed across like the the nation, and yeah. everyone can see 
sort of that happen is only going to be a positive thing sort of going forward. But yeah, I've still got goosebumps thinking about it now. And uh, yeah, sort of a tremendous it's a moment that, you, that you're going to live with you for a long, long time. I think uh, what I will say is I think we, we were with a better team. We looked fitter for some mm. reason. We looked for the last 10 minutes of both halves. We looked like we had more in the tank. If it had gone on longer, we'd have, we'd have probably won the game anyway. But it did. I mean, that, you, you say that, and it, this is the thing about being a, a Salford fan. Warrington, when it got to back to, to uh, 20 all, I really think they had much of a chance. I don't think they were actually in it. We hit the post with a drop goal. We had that under the post where Brad Singleton has a, a, a brain We'll come to that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but we had that. That oh, I don't believe what you've done. You've cost us the game, mm. and then you have this this drop goal. It's the post, and you go, oh no, that's our chance. That's the that's the only chance you're going to get. And then what happens? And you're like, it puts you through the ring. But that is exactly what it's about, and yeah. it means that much to us. And I don't think, and I'm, I might be talking through me hat, but I don't think eighty percent of other clubs fans understand that. I don't think they get what we get out of it mm. when we're. We're the little guys who have to fight all the time. And when we have them moments, like you say, every year we have them, whether it be the million-pound game, whether it be Lee Mossop's try at, at, at the JJB a few years ago or wherever it's called, things like them, little things that just make you go, yeah, that's 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 why I'm going to drag my carcass out next February and go again. Yeah, so overall, what I mean, what, what a game. Like you say, the Channel 4 viewers must have been, the neutrals out there must have been delighted to watch that. It's a great advert. Like I say, in the middle of the Rugby Union World Cup, it just puts a marker down that we're still here. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic game. Just quickly run through it. A great tribute to, to David Watkins before the game. Obviously, recently passed away and obviously the club doing that with the fans, showing what it meant to everybody. Yeah, and it's nice to see his family were there as well to to, to witness it. We've not really had a chance. I, I, didn't, I wasn't on last week and I didn't get a chance to, to talk about Di and... and what he meant to to this club. You you ask any you ask anybody in Salford to name a a, a former Salford player, and I, I reckon ninety percent of them would say David Watkins. Mm. Every taxi driver in Salford tells you about David Watkins. I mean, it's, every pub you go in, they go, "Oh, you're a Salford fan." I used to go, I used to go and watch David Watkins. We used to have best law Charlton turning up at the Willows to watch David Watkins. He sort of supersedes the club and rugby league in general and, and rugby union for what he did in that. And it, it was just great to, to see the, the respect he got even from the Warrington fans as well. And rugby league in general over the last week of Maundy's loss, you know, every, every sort of journalist worth of salt has mentioned it and, and ex-players and so on. So, I mean, it, it happened. I remember when Gus Risman passed away and we were at the Willows and there was a minute silence. And that stuck with me forever, that because that silence was something that I've never, I don't think I'd ever sort of felt before. Mm. It was literally just, not even pin drop, it was, it was like you'd gone deaf. It was that incredible. And that's exactly the same as what died, that, that effect. I know we had a, an applause for die, but it's that same effect of the, every now and then a person will come to a club and mean the world to it and will be that club. And David Watkins was that. Yeah. Obviously, a fitting tribute. Match kicked off. Warrington scored first. Error yeah. from Salford. Nicholson goes over 6 0. But then Salford hit back. Try from Ben Helliwell. A lovely sidestep for him. Him cuts through the line, six apiece. Great line. Great line. I will say about Joey's had a, 
and I know we'll mention him again towards the end, but he's had a, an up and down season. He's made a few mm. errors. I, I don't know. I'm gonna. I, I watched it the other day again. I don't know, but I'm gonna watch it just to see. Did the song have an effect on him when it went in the air? Did he lose the ball because he seemed mm. to be out of position when it came to? And it, it, that that wouldn't normally be him. I know he, he may drop the ball if he gets it. But he's usually in the right spot. And he just seemed to be off the mark a little bit. And I don't know whether he's lost it in the air. Because he's a good kick, to be fair. Well chased. Uh, and it's an area when that, that happens. But we needed to bounce back. And it was a well-worked try. And, and Helliwell running onto that ball. What a line. What a mm. brilliant line that is. He's been... I mean, I thought he was an excellent... I thought he had a, a, an excellent game again. He's been, a, he's been a really astute signing. But it was a lovely, like you say, a lovely little sort of swerve through the gap. Left people for dead. And yeah, we're, we're back in the game. Yeah, so we're in the arm wrestle. King V comes up with a big shot. Ball's lost by Warrington. Ackers and Chris Atkin combine to send uh, Brody Croft over in the corner. And uh, Salford lead 12-6. Yeah, again, you mentioned King there. He did it last week, the other week against Waker. Another yep. big, I mean, another player who had a tremendous game. King Vuniawa, I thought he was brilliant. He's he's really stepped up this second half of the season. Yep. Really taken his, his role. I know he signed a new deal, which makes him... He, he, he seemed happy. Hmm. But I don't think he got that love at Leeds that he's ever had at Salford. And he's built into it. And he's he struggled at times a little bit. But now I think he's really in his straps. And, and, and again, he's running. He's tackling his face. He's actually scaring. It's a shame we can't have him on the pitch for, for 80 minutes because... We do lose something when he goes off, but he, he was he, he was excellent. And then you've got that quick thinking. You're going to get it from Andy Ackers and, and, and Chris Atkin. I mean, I don't know how many superlatives we can say about him. Is there anything he can't do? Mm. But he, he spots it, he keeps the ball alive. And then Brody has all good sort of half-backs, supporting half-backs with beer on his own hands and just jot it down. And I think he was a little bit happy with it, wasn't he, when he scored yeah. it? He looked it. Yeah. Great, great try. Like, it, like you said, King V sensational. If I'm Paul Rowley, I'm saying to King V, I want that every week now. You've shown me you can do it. You bullied Warrington. Every every set you were involved in, you were putting shots in left, right and centre, causing errors. Do it again next week. Do it again the week after. You've got it in you to do it. And I've seen it now, so there's no excuses now. But he was, he was fantastic. Hats off to him. Fantastic performance. Uh, so, so for going at half-time, leading... 12-6. Um, Warrington score next. Kick to the corner. Error. They dive on it 12-0. Yeah, very unconcealed. Like, very unlike him. He, he's usually safe as ours. He's under a high bar. He, he jumped. He didn't need to jump to catch it. The pressure wasn't on him at that point and he'd leapt and made the catch more difficult. And he didn't need to do that. Now, I think it's a tactic by wingers. Mm. If you're in the air and the winger touches you, it's a penalty. So you get yourself in the air and try and catch the ball just to force a penalty and get mm. us kicked out of that area. It's a smart move if it works, but you've got to catch the ball first. And I think he, he, he leapt and he didn't need to. If he stayed on the ground, he'd have caught that. But he might have got hit and taken in goal. You don't know. But either way, it's, it's another error and that's the only way Warrington were going to score most mm. of the time because we were going to make the errors. But he's unfortunate. I mean, we, we know what Kenny Seals all about. He's... He, he, one error in God knows how many games, it cost us a try. But that's 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 the life of a winger or a fullback in that way. That like a sort of goalkeeper in football, you make a mistake, everybody knows. Mm. Other players can make mistakes all the time and get away with it. But, yeah, I mean, didn't let him affect him. He still had a, a, a great game, Kenny. But so, 
Yeah, just another error to, to let Warrington in. Yeah. So Warrington kick a goal to make it 14-12. And then Salford scored again. Brody Croft. Funny story. When I was watching, he, for me, Brody Croft went the wrong way. And he mm. kicks it. And me and this guy sat behind me both mm. shout no at the same time as he, as he when he kicks it and it rebounds to him and we all know what happens next picks the ball up and then goes over by the post so it was like no yes moment which was which was fantastic but that's what Broadcross is all about he's able to to see the moving pitches in front of him and he goes over for his second yeah I think I mean we obviously get a, a bit of luck off that with, it, with the bounce it can go anywhere can it when it hits somebody but I think at that point in the game as well, I think we were really starting to put our foot on the throat a little mm. bit. I think they were, they were going to buckle at some point. Uh, it was just how we we took advantage of it because in recent weeks we've wasted quite a bit of decent sort of ball position and that sort of thing. But no, I mean, like you say, Brody spots it. He doesn't stand still when he kicks it. Mm. He's following the ball. He sees where the ball goes. Nobody else reacts as quick as him. Picks the ball up, goes in and again. That 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 grin. I don't even know if it's a grin. It was like a I don't know, like anger coming out of yeah. me. <laughs> but I, again, I've got to mention Brody. I thought he was unbelievable the other day. He was involved in everything. And what I love about him is how brave he is. Yeah, he takes a tackle and he makes a tackle. He's not. He won't shirk any of the work. But the other day, he had that step back. That mm-hmm. little. Then he's causing Warrington a lot of problems. And you're going up against big forwards. That's where you need Brody Croft to to do that. But. I will say that he's playing. He was playing behind a pack that was making meters the other day, and that makes a difference for him. If he can play up behind that platform, he he can be devastating. So yeah, two two tries, and I know he, he got the man of the match off uh, off the, the the viewing public or whatever off Channel Four or whoever gave it out, and and probably rightly so. Yeah. So we're in front at that point. Nerves start to jangle a bit. Unfortunately, want it to score next. True George mm-hmm. Williams, good hands from them. Desperate defence for Salford, but Williams, unfortunately, has managed to slide over. There was talk about it being a possible double movement, but for me, I think he kept his ball carrying him quite straight. So, fair try for me. Yeah, and I think it was all in one one movement. Anyway, yeah. I don't think I, I, I tried to slow it down and watch it and stuff. And I, you could pick at anything if the video ref's not there; they don't go to the screen. It's a try anyway. Mm. So, it's, I know next year that'll be different, but it's. I think it was a fair try. I was a bit disappointed that they scored under the post like that. Seems a bit soft. We, I don't think we defended the whole set very well at that point. We, I don't, we didn't switched off, but I think it was just, I don't know. It looked like chaos going on a bit in the defence, and we just didn't, we didn't get it right. And I mean, it's a lovely offload to to get Williams over that little quick sort of flip pass, but uh, that's when at that point you go, typically here we go. Mm-hmm. They scored under the post. They're going to take the lead, and oh. Sorry, they're going to come back and, and, and they, they've got momentum now. I know we held them off in the end, but uh, yeah, it was a little bit disappointed with that, to be honest. But again, I've got to say, Williams, like you said about Brody Croft, decent halfbacks are in the right place, aren't they? Nowhere to be, and that's that's what happened. Yeah, so we dug in, weathered the storm. We then went to Warrington in the, in the last sort of five minutes of that period, tested them, penalty from Sneed, ties it up at 20 piece. Yeah, before that they they'd got a penalty, have not they? And and booted it over Rashford, Rashford from about forty yards or something. Mm. It was unbelievable! It went just sailed straight through. I was amazed. Thought we they were going for it. Thought they've let us off the hook. Yeah, because they could have kept the pressure on. They just scored. They were building a bit, and then they, they took the two, which I thought was negative, and it worked in our favour. But yeah, then we got the other end, and rightly we get we get a penalty. And I think everybody in the ground just said two straight away. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was a. 
like the Sneed chant. It was uh, two, yeah, yeah. And every, you know, everyone's got the fingers in the air too. Um, and he's, he's not going to miss, is he? I mean, let's be honest. Mm. But he's one in ten, does he, or something? So, um, yeah, yeah we, it's all square, and that's when that's when the nerves kick in. Yeah, big moments uh, in the game. Thulis, the Warrington winger, yeah. weaving run. Sofa's defence is in scramble. Uh, Ryan Briley catches him, mm. holds him down, and the referee penalises Thulis uh, for it for a knock on. And I thought. We talk about referees. We talk about yeah. not getting the rubber, rubber the green yeah. a lot. But for me, he held on too long there. We were so lucky that the referee yeah. gave it as a knock-on because from where he is there, we're in the mincer. Absolutely. I couldn't I couldn't agree more. When I watched it back, I couldn't believe how blatant he was. Yeah. That's against us. I'm going mad. He's held him down. He's trying to play his ball. The only thing I will say is it is your responsibility to get to your feet and play the ball. Mm. That's what the referee's saying, but he's got it wrong because he, we, we've held him down. He's, we've held on too long. Anywhere else on the pitch, that's another. That's a set of six. So, yeah, a little bit. We, we were probably a little bit fortunate then. In the first half, Thulis, who just put his foot into into the end goal, yep. going in the corner. I mean, right on the stroke of half time, that was. I mean, we're talking millimeters, and if he has white boots on, I don't, oh, there's no TV ref there. That's mm. a try. So. Um, a little bit fortunate. We we need a bit, we need a bit of luck every now and then. We haven't had much in recent months, so uh, they went our way. But yeah, like you say, big moments. Yeah. So agony to Exeter, get the penalty. We get up the field. Brad Singleton. We're all stacked up, ready for the drop goal. Everyone's in position, and then we can see the penalty. And if I had a bucket next to you, next to me, I'd have been sick in it. That's how I felt. Yeah, look, I'm not defending what Brad did at all. Uh, there's two points to me thing here. One, I thought it was fantastic again for the other yeah. 17 point something minutes of that game. He, he was he was excellent, and I think he's been excellent since we signed him. And considering I was one of them that wasn't keen on him, I'm happy to eat my words. I think he's been brilliant. Just as he goes into that tackle, there is a swinging arm. Yeah. Right. And Daddy, Danny Addy, you see it when you watch it back, Danny Addy points out to the ref, Brad Singleton has taken that badly. Yeah. Didn't like it. What he did, I can't defend. Mm. That's he's stupid. Absolutely stupid. That's pressure. Mm. That's what pressure does to people. And the very best don't do that. Mm. The very best don't push somebody over. Yes, Dufty makes a little bit more of it than there actually is. I thought he was Ronaldo for a minute, the way he went over. But I'm not defending him. It's a stupid thing to do. And it could have cost us the game. But then you have to look at his contribution for the, the last play of the game. Yeah. So I think, like you say, you can see it. Dufty hits him on the back of the head. And you mm. can just see the red mist come yeah. down. And he hits him again as he gets up. Yeah. And he, to be fair... Dufty's not stood up right, so he just has to touch him, and he yeah. buys it. The referee buys the penalty, doesn't he? And yeah. the look on Singleton's face is like, I don't believe that. And yeah. he turns round with his head in his hands, and everybody just sort of turns round, turns it back to him, walks off, thinking, "I'm going to tell him what he's done there." Wrong, <laughs> you know what I mean? You yeah. can tell. There's only back who's like forty yards away from him, going, "What's yeah. what's that about?" <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a big decision, but yeah. It's playoff rugby and it's about yeah. advantage and 
he was he got sold there up line and sinker but like you said his contribution to the to the to the try which will come on to shortly Sam Stone I don't think that happens if that he isn't penalised there yeah no you're right you're right and nobody needs to tell Brad Singleton what he did nobody no. needs to tell him that was stupid he knew from that <laughs> very second he touched him he went oh, what am I yeah. doing he put, you know, he put his hands on his head and, and we all saw it and we all thought what, what an idiot but that's like I say it's pressure big game it's easy for us in the stand to, to go oh you idiot what have you done that for you don't know if you're in that position, you're going to do the same thing. Mm. I mean, I see people driving cars every day getting angry about the lights changing or somebody walking out in front of them. You know what I mean? It's, it's moments where you get the red mist. It's just stupidness. And that's what's happened. And I say, I'm not going to defend him for it, but it, it's happened. It, it, there was nothing else you could do. Unfortunately, it happened under their post and not under ours. Yeah. That's the yeah. only thing I can say. Yeah. So. Time ticks down. Snee gets caught with the ball. Riley tries an attempt to drop goal from like 50 yards out. Skews it. We go into extra time. Parker. It was weird because Stefan Ratchford wins the toss and mm. then decides to attack the Warrington end. Mm. And I was like, when I look back, I think, why do you, why do you give, why, why do you do that? It doesn't make any sense to me. Really. I, I also, I, I, I See, the thing is, I, I think we've got it right. Anyway, I, I know we were in the million-pound game, we didn't do it this way, but I, I think I would rather kick to them and put the pressure on like we did mm. to force the error. Make them kick it deep and make them come out of their half. Yeah. If you get the error in their half, you've got the ball in their half. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't understand this thing of saying we'll receive the kickoff. Why would you want to, do, why would you want to start your set on your own try line? In Golden Point, yeah. it, it seems a bit crazy. And like you say, facing the, the their, it, uh, I don't know whether there was a breeze out there, and he thought if he gets behind us, or the sun might be in one of the players' eyes. If he's going that way, we might get. A I don't know. I, I, I thought it was a strange decision, and as soon as I knew we were kicking off, I went right. As soon as we kick this, chase this like your life depends on it, and smash him. Mm. And that's what we did. Yeah, and we forced it. The, the result is the result. King V comes up with a shot. Warrington spill the ball. We kind of get in position. And Mark Sneed, who is a tremendous drop goal specialist, I think they call it a clutch kick where there's very little backlift. As I thought, if we're going to wait here. We're going to get nearer and we're going to get set up. But no, it was quite early in the set, wasn't it, really, as well? Yeah. Clutch kick and it's it sailed. And I'm I'm just sort of slightly to the sort of the right hand side of it, and I think when every when you're watching drop goals, there's always certain points in the in the elevation where you think, yeah, that's over, because yeah. you because yeah. you watch if you're obviously watching your rugby league life, you see a lot of drop goals, and you always think, yeah, that's over or it's not over. And for me, it got to halfway, and I thought that's over that, mm. and then for it to come back off the post, I was like, my head exploded because I thought, how how's that happened? And it was drama. It was what it's yeah. about following Salford and, and rugby league. It was it was just a it was a brilliant moment, but it wasn't because really we wanted sailing over. But for the for the TV at home and, and for our fan entertainment purposes, it was it was unreal. Yeah, well, I, I jumped out of my seat. I thought it was over. Yeah, and then uh, someone's just behind me said, "Is it the is it the post?" The post. <laughs> and I'm still looking at it, going, "What? Yeah, that's over, surely." 
Uh, and then I see the Warrington player's got the ball in his hands and I'm going, oh, no, how's that? And that was that moment where I went, that's our chance gone. Mm. That is it. That was that moment where you win the game. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I didn't expect to get another chance, I'll be honest. Right. But the positive thing about that was we hit the post, but nobody's head fell off. No. Everybody defended that set. Everyone was focused. No one got caught offside. No one was sort of stealing sort of meters. No one was interfering with a with a tackler. We just defended that set. Warrington did really well. To be fair, they got us pinned in our sort of twenty when we received it. I think Ryan Briley received the, the kick, and that was a good thing for me because I thought that could easily go so wrong. Because obviously the, the adrenaline, all the fans are going mad. A player could easily just lose his head and take a Warrington head players off and penalty given, give Warrington 40 yards to play with. So I think it, we have, we talk about our indiscipline sometimes, don't we? And I just think that needs highlighting that when the pressure was on and we were under the pump, nobody, nobody had a moment and gave away a silly penalty. Well, how many times have we seen it this year and the crowds that going, ooh. Yeah. In their 20, and straight away the referee penalises you because mm. one of them's gone too soon, or one of them's hit somebody high, or or what. And I expected that that's exactly what I expected to happen. I thought Warrington will get a penalty, yeah, but boot it up the park, they'll be in drop goal territory. Williams will knock one over, or Rashford, or, or whoever, and that'll be it. And we didn't, we held our discipline, and it, that was the key thing. And what, what, like what I said before, I think we look fitter, mm. it made us sort of mentally better. Than them, I don't think we made bad, bad decisions after the Singleton thing. We we just kept everything professional, mm. and that was was great to see at that point. Like you say, you could easily lose your head in that moment. Oh yeah, going on, you want to put the big shot in to try and force the ball to win your team the game, and they didn't do that. They did it as a team. There wasn't an individual out there trying to just win it for everybody, and that was like you say. Sometimes nobody needs a hero like that, and it. it, it we we didn't. We just did it as a team. And I think that showed a little bit more maturity than we've shown in recent times. Mm. Wigan, we, we made silly, gave silly penalties away for daft things on the last tackle. Again, leaving your hand in, holding on too long, trying to take somebody's head off or whatever. There was none of that. Keep it clean. Make it hard, but keep it clean. And we did. Yeah. So, you retrieve the ball. We go through four tackles. We're on our 40. Singleton gets it. And I think it was a it was a fantastic ball yeah. on to uh, Tim Lafay on his outside. It drifted brilliantly. Lafay, well, we know all about his his ability to offload. One of the top Super League offloaders. I think the the, the most offloaded Super League last season. He feeds it to to Joe Burgess. Now, I call Joe Burgess the Rolls Royce because when he when he when he moves, he's smooth. Mm. And he has that X factor when it really matters. And what he did, I think it was just foolish on that side of the field. He's got maybe a yard to work in. And the step and body swerve to get round him, for me, was world class. Yeah, he, 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 I mean, like I said, that's the singleton pass. Which say, oh, I think Warrington were, were just thinking he's just going to run it in. That's mm. what. Because he's a prop, he might. Or if he tries an offload, he'll wait till he's engaged, turn, try and turn his back or He didn't. Played it like a, a decent back rower at that point for some bizarre reason. And then obviously Timmy Lafay gets it out. But yeah, Joey Burgess, 
he spotted the space. He knew what he had to do to get it. And it is that moment where he, he kind of froze time. Hmm. And he made the Warrington player make the mistake of thinking this is what he's going to do. And he did, he just paused and then went and he, he sort of swerved around him. And you can see Dewey sort of go on his backside go, oh, oh where's he gone? Mm. How's he done that? And that, like you say, that's, that's years and years of being a good winger. That's mm. exactly, he knew exactly what he wanted to do, where he wanted to do it. And I know he, he was mentioned at the end that he was out on his feet for some reason. He wasn't, I don't know whether he's one of these players that's not been well or whatever, but that, that moment of just thinking of how am I, how am I getting around this guy? Like good wingers do. I mean, you see, like a Martin, if I did it for fun, he'd stand you up, he'd make you make the move, and then he'd go around you, he'd leave mm. you for dead. And that's exactly what he did, Joey Burgess. And he certainly made up for that error in the first couple of minutes with, yeah. with that. Because, I mean, that was genius play. Yeah. So Burgess streaks away, crowd go mad. Sofa players all surged to, to get in support. I think he's the perfect man in that situation because he just glides. There's no panic. He's not mm. sort of thrusting to get, to get where he needs to go. He gets, he gets to the fullback and have I asked Paul this on the sports zone on Tuesday night? I'm going to ask you this question, Parker. I know, when yeah. I a winger know. or somebody makes a break and, and goes clear. Are you somebody who shouts sort of go or do you shout give it? When someone Definitely. makes a break, when Joe Burgess bursts yeah. the line there yeah. and he's in open spaces, what are you, what are you shouting? Generally, I would always say, back yourself mm. as a winger, go. But in that moment, there isn't any, there isn't another decision to be made. Mm. When you've got support like that, in a moment like that, you give it. I don't mm. care who you are, you give it. Unless you are Martin O'Farrell and you've got pace like an Olympic sprinter. Joe was... He was flagging a little bit at that point. He had a dufty to, to go around. Who's a, who's a rapid fullback. Very, very fast. There wasn't a decision to be made. I mean, it was in his mind in the split second. Yeah. He got his eye. But generally, no, I, I always say to the winger, back yourself. That's why you're out there mm. to do that, to finish tries. To, to But he'd done the bit. He'd done the work. He didn't need to do anything else. And and we were lucky to have Stone inside him in many ways. I mean, it could have been him or... Right, it'd have been fit. I think he'd have been the kind of player that'd have been there, that supporting back rower who uh, he's he's got a yard of pace as well for, mm. for the biggest lad. So, but yeah, no, it was the right thing. The only thing I will say about Joey was, I think he passed it too early. <laughs> and when he passed it, I went, oh, he's going to get caught. And it was because I mean, if it had been perhaps anyone a yard slower, they they wouldn't have made it. But fortunately, Stone, he's a, he's quite a big lad as well, and he's a quite a big rangy sort of back rower. So. We were fortunate that he was there, but again, well done to him. Following the play, because mm. I don't think anybody saw Burgess going around the outside. Mm. So the players, to back him up, that's, that's a great move. Yeah. I spoke to Joe Burgess after the game, and he said, when he when I said, what what went through your head as you went through that, into open spaces? And he, and he says, I felt like a baby giraffe <laughs> running. <laughs> and I was like, for me, I thought in my head, I thought he looked cool as a cucumber. There was no panic. He did say he thought he might have given it him too soon, but in his, in his words, didn't matter. Still scored, which was which is totally my 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 statement exactly. Yeah. Um, I think about Stone. He just he just alters his angle. Yeah. By five degrees, I think, which gives him an extra yard on on Duffy, and like you say, momentum takes him over. 
so the south stand, every, the whole place goes bananas for for twenty seconds because it's a moment. It keeps our season alive, but also golden pot extra time. It's what it's all about. It's what rugby league is. That yeah. that one moment. Yeah, yeah. I was just about to say about Stone though, and, and like Shane, right? They're very clever players as well. Mm. Understand the game. Um, we, we, you know, you're great player. Obviously, Cal Watkins as well in the back row would, would have done the same. But, yeah, the other thing is, if Dufty had got to him, he's a big lad, Stone. He might have just dragged him over with him without yeah. determination. But but that moment, that that when when he scored the try, when he's finally over the line, that release, I mean, the, I looked at the rest of the ground. Obviously, I'm, I'm in the West Stand and I can't see what's behind me because I'm about four rows from the front or three rows from the front. So... But I looked across at the, the East Stand and I looked at the South Stand and I don't remember too many times seeing that since we've been at that stadium. Mm. That that outpouring of passion and and just unbridled joy. People bodies going out. It reminded me of the shed back in the day. Yeah. It was just bouncing everywhere. And then I know people jump game onto the pit. We, we don't endorse that, by the way. But listen, that's what it does to you. That's what it means. And anybody, I heard people say the club might get fined for that and all that sort of nonsense. You can't stop that. That's that's what it's about. That's why people go to sporting events. And and that moment, that explosion inside, it, it was, I, I, I'll i be honest, I nearly choked up a little bit at the mm. end. And it was just two points against Warrington. It wasn't a cup final. It wasn't a semi. It was just a game. But it, it was that release and everything that came out that, yes, we've done it. It's not them. We've done that. We've had that moment. Because I've seen it at the other end where the opposition fans have had that moment and you go, there's no pain like it. So, yeah, yeah absolutely brilliant. And we've got to be full of praise for the lads for sticking at it. Yeah, I call it a headgasm. That's what it was. <laughs> we had a communal headgasm after that <laughs> Sandstone winner. Uh, he, I spoke to Ian Blaze after the match as well and he, he was like, I was like, yeah, well... We'll just ignore the letter. We'll just, I just said to you, just just put the letter to one side. Let's just enjoy the moment. But like I say, it was a magical moment for everyone. And like you say, I think it's sort of this week was 12 years since we left the Willows. We had a few good moments there and we've had some fantastic moments at the age at the Salford City Stadium as well since we left the, the Willows. And I suppose this is up there, one of them. Yeah, I don't remember too many as good as that. I yeah. really because of the game, because of the way the game went, and how <laughs> everything that went with it. How you're on the edge of your seat. It's very rare we get golden point games. I mean, we had one this year against Wakefield. It was one of the most dire games I've seen. <laughs> you know, I know we managed it in the end. Uh, I remember we did it against Old KR uh, a couple of years back. I remember Warrington doing it to us. I think what was the standoff they had? Who dropped a goal? Chris Sando. We've, we've had it done again, but we don't get in that many of them. Mm. So to be part of that in that environment and everything that meant on that game, if if we'd, if we'd have been out of the playoffs, not been able to make it and scored that try, there'd have still been the joy, but it wouldn't have been that same because yeah. we know what that means for us. Keeps our season going now. Mm. And that, yeah, I mean, that's that's the joy of sport, isn't it? And that's why we, we turn up. Yeah, fantastic moment. I say I want a big shout. I want to shout out Danny Addy. Thought he was yeah. tremendous. Yeah. Uh, worked hard, solid yeah. in defence. Uh, obviously, we know Partington and no Watkins in your engine room. You need people to stand up, and he was he was tremendous. Sam Stone, 
say 80 minutes and being on the end of the the the, the golden point try shows what kind of engine he's got but like as a whole i think yeah fantastic performance and like you say we're, we're still alive with a, another week to go yeah I, i've got to mention danny Adder. I uh, say he's easily his best game in a Salfordshire. Yeah, by a long way. He ran, he ran hard when he had the ball. It took from stopping defensively. He was in everything. He didn't give away silly penalties, mm. which is a fault of his, uh, and has been for a long time. But he just he he terrorised them. He really did. He he was brilliant. And, and the other one is Helliwell. Yeah, for a guy who's played most of his career probably in the Championship or whatever, and he he's not he doesn't get a lot of chances. Every time he plays, he doesn't let us down. Uh, and I thought some of the stuff he did on, on Sunday was magnificent. Big King V, Singleton, big, big minutes from them because I know Jack Ormonroy didn't didn't do too many minutes again. Andy Dixon didn't get on. Amir Burrow only played, what, 10 minutes or something for, for, a, for a bit. Chris Atkin, we seem to lose him later on in the game. He went off and never came back on, which is which unusual. So, these lads are doing massive minutes in a game like that, in, in conditions like that, because it was a warm day. With everything going on, like you say, we got into Golden Point and didn't lose their heads. None of, they were tired, but they didn't show it. And mm. that's that's magnificent. Yeah, you just got to be full of praise from But like you say, Danny had a superb, superb game. Yep. I spoke to Paul Rowley after the game. This is what he had to say. <laughs> Coach's corner. So I'm joined by uh, Paul Rowley. Dramatic, dramatic win that. Yeah, we're all sweating, aren't we? It's not just the heat, it's just tension, the stress, uh, the drama, if you like. So, uh, yeah, typical Salford. Uh, would have been a lot less stressful if we could have uh, put our energy in the right position. And, you know, when we were in front, just put the foot on the throat. I thought we had opportunity to, to do that. So, uh, um, however... It, you know, you, you, you can never question this team's commitment to the cause, and, and, and clearly, big message is that this team's not ready to finish just yet. So we've got ourselves a fighting chance. Yeah, peak rally ball as well for the Samstone winner. Yeah, well, it's there, isn't it? The reps have been done, so when you need it, it's there, and, uh, and that's good that we can win in different ways. Uh, I thought we did a good job down the middle, though, ultimately throughout the game. I thought that's where the the vulnerability lay. Uh, teams number up heavily on our edges and, and expect the shift so so if plan A doesn't work go to plan B which change the direction and go up the middle and I thought, we'd, I thought we got some joy there and, and didn't do it enough if I'm being honest yeah obviously we're still in the mix mm. all Kings are overs next week massive game that yeah huge game uh, notoriously tough place to go and play um, so uh, we'd have to be better than we was today but we'll understand that and we'll, we'll you know we'll worry about that when we start having a look at uh, the preview and stuff so uh, yeah he's, he's uh, it's a, it's a tough game. Like I said, um, Abdul's back as well, so they've got the, the, the key man back in there. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, but we've given ourselves a fighting chance. So each game in isolation and, uh, next, like I said, next is OKR. So it's, it's a new challenge. It's a challenge that's been a, uh, tough for us previously. So uh, it's always nice to, you know, to, to, to get some psychological wins on, uh, on uh, and break some records that you need to break and stuff. Yeah, last season we had a bit of a run, got to the semi-final against Settlers. Can you see lightning striking twice? Oh, we're just worried about OKR first, but we're here, aren't we? We want it because, like I said, you can see it on the field, so yeah. uh, there's, there's no drama. And if the will and the want's there, then anything can happen. Uh, if it doesn't, then we don't deserve to be there, but uh, it's as simple as that. We often talk about people's perceptions of this club. Mm. Do you think wins like that make a massive difference? 
Yeah, I think we're not a club that I don't think anyone takes us lightly. I don't think uh, I think teams prepare for us hard, and I think they need to. I think every game that we're playing, our opposition, the GPS goes goes skyrockets because we challenge people and they have to work extremely hard. If, if, if teams don't want to work hard against us, then we will put them to the sword. So, um, you know, so we're a dangerous team. So whilst that's that's uh, good that teams respect us by pre- preparing hard for us, um, you know. I'd like them to take their eye off the ball and, uh, and give us an easy day, but we never get any. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a credit and uh, a credit to the lads because, like I said, as we always say, we've got a thin squad who are busted today, um, and sort of turn up without wanting to use excuses that we were surrounded with excuses. Well, we're having a disco here, Paul, celebrating. Big, <laughs> big thanks for joining us. Good win today, and I'll see you next week. Talked about being all sweaty uh, and stressed out, and talked about how his players weren't at the end of this journey he, he they think there's more to come well i mean that I, that's, that's great and because this is what we build for this is what it's all about this time of the year isn't it what you do the hard work you're putting in, in in pre-season and then those those games when it's freezing in february this is what it's all about now this end of the season and if we can keep players on the park long enough we, we've still got a great chance. We've got a lot of work to do. Let's, let's be honest. We've got two teams there that need to win. Bulkara away is always awful. Always a tough place. And then you've got Catlan, who still want to win the league, the, mm. the league leadership, or at least finish in the top two. Make, make whatever it's going to be for them. Everyone's got a lot to play for. And we're lucky in that way that we haven't got a Wakefield and Cass or a Hull or whatever. Someone who's got, you can put the queue on the rack and not bother. Mm. But then it might bring the best out. We've got that competition. We've got to face up. Nothing. No one's going to give us anything. So it's good to hear. I, I think the players are. I think that on, on Sunday proved it. It's all still there. The passion's there. They want this. They 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 know what how hard they work behind the scenes. They know how difficult it is day to day for a club like us, and how difficult it is for them. And and they deserve it. So fingers crossed. Paul Rowley's right, and he can get get them extra couple of performances out of them. Yeah, talks about the players' work rate, talks about our, our opposition's GPS going up when we play them. And like you say, they work hard, they run through walls for each other and it's a sign of a good side that you will run um, and tackle and do everything until until the, until the it's over. Yeah, I think the way we play as well, is, I know we've said it all year about we play this expansive rugby at times and, and I think later in games it does have an effect. Because teams are chasing you. If you've had enough ball, that's been our problem, that we haven't had enough ball at times through either penalties of our own or dropping it or whatever. But we can control the, the football for long enough. We'll tire teams out. When it gets late in the games, your big forwards are knackered. I remember the other day with uh, Gil Dudson and Cassiano and people like that. They didn't, they didn't want to get involved mm. after a bit because we'd, we'd run them ragged. And our forwards being pretty lean as they are anyway, we don't have a massive pack. We don't have big... Sort of, Boppers running about all over the place, which possibly we might need, but I think that helps us. I think in that heat as well, we we, we just tire teams out, and that's what we've got to do, and that's what we've just got to keep their energy levels up now for the next couple of weeks. Yep. Look at the stats: Brad Singleton twenty-three tackles, Andy Akers twenty-six tackles, King V twenty-one tackles, Sam Stone thirty tackles, Chris Atkin thirty-two tackles, Danny Addy thirty-six tackles, Ben Hellowell forty tackles. Wow! Hmm. Wow! I mean, Chris Atkin there surprised me. Mm. That's, that is a lot, considering he come on as a sub and went off. Uh, that's a lot of work. 
Danny Ade, as we already mentioned, and Ben Halliwell, like I say, he just does that. He does the dirty stuff that nobody that players don't like doing. But he doesn't he don't complain. He just gets on with it. And you need players who do them. It's all right being glitzy and glamorous and getting all the plaudits when you scored the winning try or whatever, but it's them lads that have put that work in for the rest of the game. And Ben Alliwell, for me, was, was again, he was tremendous the other day. And that, that just shows 40 tackles in that heat, in that intensity of a game is, is magnificent. Yeah. Top meter makers, Ken Seo, 172. Joel Burgess, 138. Brody Croft, 143. Bad Singleton, 91. King V, 94. Ben Halliwell, 89. Yeah, again, impressive. I know, obviously, the backs again are getting them. But to see Brody Croft getting that many meters as a, as a standoff, a man who's... He's obviously marked constantly. That, that's that's brilliant. I'm, I, great stats again. And the forwards getting up there in t- t- nearly three figures. And there wasn't a lot to be given in that game. A lot of big defence, both sides. So, again, really impressive. King V. Every time he got the ball, I think he made metres. Brilliant. Yeah. Average gains, Ken Seo 9, Joe Burgess 10, King V 9, Andy Akers 8. Ben LOL 7. King V again. Mm. Big, big meters. It'll tell you out playing like that. And it, if he had somebody with him, I know Brad Singleton's there. I know we'll get Ollie back this week, but we, we've got to lose another one. But if we just have a, a fit Alex Gerrard or even Jack Omeroy, perhaps, to what he was at the back end of last season, somebody to carry that load a little bit more, I think, I think we, the punch we'd have is he, he, brilliant. And I think that's what we need to hopefully look for in the pre-season. Somebody to, if you've got King V and Brad Singleton doing big me- minutes like that and big meters, a couple more coming off the bench will be a very dangerous side. Yeah. Big thanks for your three word match reports of Man of the Matches. Chairman Bob, Salford, Roller Coaster. His Man of the Match was Danny Addy. You said Heart Attack Stuff, uh, King and Halliwell and Addy. Are you having one? You can't have three. No, no, I was, I was giving it, uh, I, I, I was just mentioning the other two. Ah. Just, just the special mentions. Yeah, just because yeah. you're organising the, uh, the the stats doesn't mean you can fiddle the oh, no. results. Oh, <laughs> well, I, I'll be honest, no matter what happens, I don't think Danny Addy's winning Player of the Year. So <laughs> if he gets a couple of points, it won't make a difference. Yeah, David Wallin, two vital po- points. Croft, Trev, the Red Devil can't speak. Croft, <laughs> David Deakin, never in doubt. Brody Croft, K D L, never give up. Croft, Stuart Smart, another huge win. Brody Croft, another shout-out for Danny Addy. James Hodgson, selling the race, Croft. Andy Lancashire, Burgess, runs hot. Brody Croft. Chris Nash, in cardiac ward. Brody. Um, a lot of heart-related three-word match reports. I can't quite figure out why. Andy <laughs> Smith, need a defib. Addy. Colin yeah. Wilson, man, bloody-tastic. Natalie Taylor, we deserved it, Croft. Richard Martin, 84-minute performance, Croft. Uh, Paul Whiteside's mate, Roy Ellaby, Hart still going. King V, Anita, past the Gavaston. Gavaston, Hart, Hartburn Reds. Always makes me chuckle. Always makes me chuckle at Hartburn Reds. <laughs> Croft, OSF, all-important win. Croft, Dave H, straightforward win with a... With a with a twitchy yeah. face, Brody Croft. Stephen Doyle, keep it going, Ackers. Gary Richardson, Andy Beast Mode. Matthew Stevenson, playoffs on King. Stephen Mozer, better than a better from Addy. Brody Croft. He's close to the most King. So yeah, fantastic performance. Mm. A lot of uh, 
like you say, emotional fans. But like you say, this is what we come for. This is what it is. This is playoff rugby league, and we want to be involved in this. So let's just just drink it in, park it, and get ready for the next uh, dose on Saturday. Yeah, and I just got to mention, obviously, without having Watkins and uh, who, who oh, I mention him every week. Oh, I absolutely love the guy. He's, he's just got everything to offer. His work rate is tremendous. Taking that out of, of the team and Ollie Partington, who mm. again has been been brilliant this year. Taking them two out of the team and making the rest of the guys, they all stood up, and that just shows the mark of this team. And if you put you put them two in, I know we're going to lose Brad this week, but if you could have put them two in, it, I, I think I think we'd have been comfortable. I really do. I don't think we'd have had this part golden point thing going on. Mm. I just think we'd have been better than them, stronger than them. Uh, we, we looked a better team, I thought. And uh, like I say, without, I mean, Andy Dixon was on the bench and didn't come on. So you, you're down the sub. Amir Borough, putting Amir Borough and Chris Atkin on the bench, basically got two kind of the same. No, mm. I mean, Amir Borough's got a lot to learn when it comes to playing like Chris Atkin, but. You put the other two back in that team. It's a different, a different lineup altogether. And uh, yeah, so I was just, I, I just wanted to say that without them two in the team, what a massive effort everybody else had to put in. Yeah, talking about Amir Burra, it's just no fear in him. He just tackled <laughs> one. He's, you think, can say, can look at all the different sizes and shapes of rugby league players. He's quite small, but he's not. Don't back down from anyone. Just throws himself into every tackle. Obviously, still young, still developing, but yeah, he's 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 like a like a Rottweiler. He's, he's like Scrappy Do. Yeah, he's like it reminds me of like Danny Walker on the other side for Warrington. Mm. He's got that about him. He don't care who you are. He'll he'll take you on. I mean, he's yeah. about five foot two, but he's not scared. And I, I suppose there's no point being like that. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm glad Danny has got a bit of time, a bit of. A bit of game time again. It's going to be difficult because Andy Akers is superb. You're not going to replace him. And you got Chris Atkin who can back up as, as the next hooker. It's going to be tough for, for, for Amir to get enough game time. But I was delighted to see him come on. He did his job and came off in tough circumstances. Yep. So let's uh, move on to the ladies. They were in action uh, this weekend. They went down to defeat to Featherstone 28 points to 18. Featherston were confirmed champions, Parker, after the win. Yeah, I was listening. Well, we were at half time at the uh, the ground, and they mentioned that Fev were twenty, I think twenty odd nil up or something. And I thought, oh, this could end up anything. And then when I got home and I saw it was on the, the BBC website, and I saw the score, and I was like, what? Have we done that? Mm. And once again. As we've done week after week recently, we've come back into it later on in games. We seem to get stronger as the game goes on. We just need to learn to start games strong, start games big. And I don't know what it is, but I've seen it probably in the last five or six games that we've done that. We just just don't start strong enough. But a great effort away at Fev. I mean, like you said, they've just won the league. We're stepping up to this level. So we can't complain. Losing by 10 points away at the Champions on a day like that is, it, it's a great effort, and got, I mean we've got to be full of full of praise for the girls what they've what they're achieving still in, in tough circumstances. But yeah, no, I mean it just proves doesn't it, that it's there another year's experience, and we'll get into these games and won't let them get away from us at, by our time and have to fight back. 
we'll, uh, we'll be in a better place this time next year. Yeah, pure drama. Barrett needed to win by seven or more and only won by two. So that was like a dramatic way to, to, to finish the, uh, the season. Yeah, uh, I was. Yeah, I noticed on the on the league table, absolutely unbelievable the points difference and how it's worked out. And mm. I know Lee, were, I think Lee were leading the way for a long time. They looked, mm. they looked a really strong team, and then they've dropped down and finished in third. It just shows. I mean, we 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 pushed them not long ago in in a big fight, and who knows, we might be the ones that have drained them that made them drop off. I don't know, but yeah. uh, no, a great a great effort from from our girls and. That, that's an exciting league, but Featherston now they've got a step up to that Super League, that big mm. Super, and that's that's a big challenge. That's a big step because some of them teams in there are different, different quality. Yeah, like I said before, we're it's going to be a movie, Parker and Bruce Willis, John Candy, Jimmy Nail, Paul. It's it's it's, it's going to happen. We're gonna we're going to get there. Our three tries. One from Tasker Curran, one from Brogan Evans, one from Demi Jones. Demi Jones kicked three goals for Chris Bates' ladies. They played Lee in the semi-final in two weeks' time away from home. They played Lee a couple of weeks ago away uh, and ran them real close. So real confident we can go there and get a result. Yeah, uh, I, I, I bumped into Laura Bent from the... Um from the ladies' team on on Saturday at a tournament and talked to her. She she couldn't play Sunday because she was working. I noticed Megan Cunliffe didn't didn't make the lineup. I don't know what's happened to, to Lucy this year. Lucy McKeon, yeah, good was question. Magnificent last year, so I don't know what's going on there. But it, again, it's that there doesn't seem to be continuity at the moment in the team. We keep losing players here and there, and mm. it's been a problem all year. And we get everybody fit and fighting for that week. We've got a fortnight now to build for that. You just you just don't know. You don't know. We've learned, like I say, we've learned so much throughout the season that it, it is going to stand us in good stead. And you don't know, like I say, with, with Lee dropping off, their confidence might not be too high. So it's a big one. It might. I think. I don't know if we'll have a game that week. I don't know how it's going to work yet with playoff rugby if we're mm. in it or whatever. But if not, I'll, I'll probably go down to Lee for that. I think that'd be a be a big game. Yeah. Massive game, like I say, two weeks to prepare for it. It's going to be super exciting. Like I say, playoff rugby league, Super League two. After last season's success, they've dealt they've dealt with pressure before. It's a it's obviously a different level playing Super League, but it's a similar you know process you have to go through in in winning them kind of games. Yeah, absolutely. And it, like like you said about the same with the, the men's team, really, it's, it's building up to these these big games. I will say Ian Watson mentioned it years ago when he was with us that the, the year we made the grand final, the weeks before that, sort of four or five weeks before the then playoffs sort of started, he got us into that mode. He told the players, "This is playoff now. This is where it starts." And I remember going away to to Leeds at Headingley, and we played it like a playoff game. We beat them, and, and I think we could have beat them by more in many ways, but we we needed to get into an arm wrestle. We needed to know how to win a game. When it comes down to a big crowd, big atmosphere, and all that, and it worked very rare, we get to praise Ian Watson these days, isn't it? Uh, but uh, yeah, and that, that's the same mentality that the men's team have got now, and the ladies are going to have to have as well. That we've been building up as the season's gone on to these moments, and uh, fingers crossed, we've learned enough now that we can we can get over them. 
yeah so that's a look back at the games parking i will see what's happening in the world of software devils so we'll start with brad singleton banned for one game we've appealed lost the appeal appealed again lost again so we will miss the old car game I don't know what to say. I really don't. I, I've watched the incident back five or six times. Does he catch the man high? Yes. The referee takes the right course. He gives a penalty. He has a word with the, with the player. That's it. For some reason, the review panel are involved and have decided that that is a bannable offence. If that is worth a ban, the game is gone. Hmm. I'm sorry. That is, I mean, that is soft. I, I mean, last week's with Callum Watkins was unbelievably soft. It's just getting. I can't understand from all the tackles I've seen this year, all the high shots, all the some some of the the dirty play I've seen. We we are getting punished for things like that. I, I, I two Warrington players did exactly the same thing, and and got two hundred and fifty pound fines. What? Well. Have I lost my mind here? Now, what I think they're saying is that Brad Singleton's had previous. Not with us, he hasn't. <laughs> We've wigging our leads, maybe. So we're getting punished for something he did at a different club, a different season. What? Where does this end then? When? Mm. When? When does it ever be? So if someone gets banned when they were nineteen and now they're thirty-two and they pick up, they do another tackle. Oh, you've got previous. Well, yeah, I played rugby league for 10, 15 years. Of course, I have. And it, it, it bugs me that it, it goes back to that because yeah. I don't I don't get it. And the Watkins one last week, I mean, it's, I just still don't know what the Singleton one was for, the uh, Partington one, but the, the Callum Watkins one, I mean, that is absolutely ridiculous. I know we're getting back this week, but he's not a dirty player. Everyone in rugby league knows that. He's a top pro and he's not going to do that. He got it wrong and he was annoyed at himself for getting it wrong. And Chris Kendall... I noticed this when I watched him back. Shouted his name twice and he didn't respond. And I think that's what's done it for him. Mm. That the referees took the hump because he's so important. No, that player was annoyed at himself and he's swearing at himself and walking away saying, what are you doing? You just cost your team here. He's the skipper. He knows what he's done. Mm. He just needs a minute. It's the arrogance of it all now. And this, I mean, this review panel having surely there should be a separate panel which doesn't have a player from either club represented in that panel. So if it's a Wigan player getting called up, there shouldn't be a Wigan and, and they're playing Saints next week. It shouldn't be a Wigan and a Saints guy deciding who play, what it doesn't work like that. It's got to be independent. So last week when Watkins and Partington and King were all called up, on that review, should have been someone from Hull and I don't know, wherever else you want, Leeds or whatever, to make that decision. It's not independent. There's no way a man who's coached, played all his career and lives in Warrington, he's making a level decision. It doesn't happen. So this one now, this week with Brad Singleton, it was a penalty, as good as, and that is it. Mm. And it gets a one-match ban. We appeal it because we know it's wrong. No, nope. we go back and appeal it. What? Are we Are we that stupid that we think we're just going to keep a pick? The game's gone soft and the people running it are the ones that need to step away and stop ruining the game. Paul Rowley was right last week. We pay money to see the best players. 
if there is a massive a misconduct or a blatant problem, yes, you get banned. We're talking about what happened at the, the grand final with Lancer Hire years ago with Flower when he punched him in the face. Yes, you get a lengthy ban for that. This isn't this isn't serious foul play. This is an action that's happened in a contact sport, in an impact sport. Just give the penalty and move on. 20 years ago, no one would have batted an eyelid. The game has gone soft, and I think a lot of it is because the RFL now are terrified of getting sued for somebody who may get an head injury. That's all it is. It's the same in most culture, unfortunately, now. But we're going to end up changing the game, so it's unrecognisable. I saw it in Rugby Union the other night. Where someone got done for a head, an accidental headbutt and gets a, a ban. What? How? He's got to do his job. That's his mm. job. I rant over, but yeah, I'm I'm fuming about these these suspensions. Funny how they come at this end of the year when we, we've had one all year. I think. Yeah. How odd. Just have to say the tribunal is independent. They're all there for the good of the game. Blah blah blah. blah. So yeah, we'll be missed. But like you say, we get Partington and we get Watkins back this week, which is which is great going into the. Uh, into the big game against Hull KR. Other news, end of season awards, tickets still available, 18th September, which is a Monday, 7pm, £50 for a ticket, two-course meal, pork and mashed, sticky toffee pudding, vanilla ice cream. Sounds like a good day. Yeah, I've been to, to most Play of the Year awards over the years. I won't be at this one, unfortunately, but... Yeah, I mean, I go show your appreciation for the players as well. It's a chance to meet them on a on a night off, if you like. I know we've still got a game to go after it, but it gives them a it gives you a chance to mingle and go and see them and, and let them know because I don't think we get to spend enough time with the players these days like we used to at the Willows. You used to mingle with them after a match or whatever. Didn't always work out right, did it? But uh, it's just a good way of saying thank you for for your efforts this year and good luck. So we we get some out of uh, out of Saturday night. The atmosphere on 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 that night on Monday night will be be brilliant, won't it? We'll be buzzing, thinking we've got Catalan this week. We can finish in the top six. Our season doesn't end, and yeah, and, and listen to what the the club have got to say. Paul King will obviously be, be making a speech, and probably Paul Rowley and a couple of players. So yeah, and, and go and show your appreciation for for everybody at the club, and especially the the. The, the players, the men's, women's reserves, got hopefully the PDRL, the LDRL, the wheelchairs, and everybody who's involved. But those behind the scenes, I know there's awards for sung heroes and all that. And you, people, you don't know what, what they do behind the scenes and the hard work that goes in. Because like I said before, we work with very little staff. And a, lot, a lot of really good people do a lot of really good work. So it's a good chance just to celebrate that. So, yeah, if you can go, get there, go and have some scram, a few drinks and see the players. Yeah. Oh, Over, if, sorry. If anyone, wants, if anyone wants to sort us out the table, we'll, we'll, we'll still come. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, it's over 16s only. Smart casual dress. If you want to sponsor the event, the club will put an advert out for you five for five grand. And if you want to award... A particular sponsor, a particular award, 300 quid. Contact chris.irwin at net. Get get tickets, get framed shirts, get pictures from Steve with winners. Yeah, for a business, it puts your name out there. People will see it through social media. People will see it 
in the room itself. So if you have a business and you think this might be a way of, of advertising what I do, that'd be an idea. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And let's be honest, the, the money sort of that, that will make will go back into the club, back into the team, and hopefully we can invest in the off-season so all the help we can get. And, and so it's beneficial to everybody. And I'm sure there'll be an auction and raffle and that kind of thing as well. So just get involved, see what you can come on with. Yeah. Salford Devils Foundation are running Rugby's development programme for girls in the local area. Langwithy and Cadizet are the two areas where they will be, 12th of September, 6 till 7pm. Mm. Great, obviously, like you say, they're, they're trying to sort of build this infrastructure around the, the ladies' team and it's uh, an opportunity for sort of girls in the area to, to play the sport and develop and five years down the line, ten years down the line, they might be wearing that sofa shirt. Well, that's what we want, isn't it? We want it in the you know the men's team as well as the women's team. We want Salford people playing for us, playing for our club. And that was Ian Bleasy's dream a few years ago, wasn't it? And and I I think any of the girls at the moment who watch the the ladies team and get involved, you can't help but be impressed. Not just by what they do on the pitch, it's how they are off the pitch. They're great around the club, aren't they? On a match day and everything else, they're always around. And they're a real sort of shining light, I think. And it's it's great that the we can get hopefully we can get more girls involved certainly playing because that's what it needs and I must mention again I went to watch my wife in the tournament for well which should have been Folly Lane last weekend mm. at Blackpool fortunately Folly Lane didn't have enough players right uh, so they had to play for Lee East they went and won it anyway or minus one or the other they went and won the tournament which was great but it's just to say that it is Masters Rugby so it's of all levels you have to do, you can do full contact, you can do TIG, you can do grab, whatever it is, 30 plus. So it's a great way of staying fit, that's the other thing. But mm-hmm. uh, and it, it was a really, really good day. And, and, and the, this was the actual national Masters tournament. So the men's was going on on one, on one side of the thing and the ladies on the other. And it's great to see all these rugby league people of all ages just coming together just because they love rugby league. So mm-hmm. if you are a lady of, 30 years plus and you, you're interested they train at uh, Folly Lane on a Monday night so if you get in touch with, with Folly I'm sure someone will put you in the right numbers and honestly it, uh, we watched it we went down and watched it I took me, me deck chair and, <laughs> and, a, and a big uh, sandwich box and sat there and watched it it was really really good really entertaining and a day out in Blackpool which was Obviously, I don't know if it's an added bonus, actually, I'm not sure about that, but uh, it's no, really good. So, just yeah, so the whole thing getting this ladies' game going, get it all over. This is what we need. And the more you get involved, there'll be people there who, who might want to come down and play who don't really watch the game, mm. who then might go, I'll come and watch now. But you get part of it, and it's and it is that community thing as well. I've got to say this because obviously, I spend a bit of time down at the Roosters at the moment with my niece being down there and all. My nephews that follow, it creates this amateur rugby is such a, a wonderful thing for creating a community for your club and everything. And a lot of really good people do a lot of work uh, and they need they need support. So no matter who you are, try and get down to an amateur club. But even if you don't want to play, just get involved somehow or even just go buy a drink at the bar just to give them a bit of money. But yeah, just wanted to to, to add that in. But yeah, no, the club are doing great stuff with. 
with promoting the ladies' game and, and what they do with, with the youngsters and everything. And, and again, I will mention on Sunday, they had the, the homeless. You mentioned it. I mean, that was yep. brilliant. Absolutely first class. And I watched David's uh, video on, on, the, on the club's website and I, it's heartwarming to know that the club are looking at this. It is for the community. That's what they're trying to do now. And it's hopefully we can, the community can back the club. Yeah, you might have accidentally come our ladies' chief scout. Now going to all these different festivals and stuff. Chris Bates be on the phone. Parky, who, who, who can I pick? Who can I find? What what have you seen for twenty twenty four? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you. I mean, it, it was there were really there were some really good players. I mean, mm, the, the girl got, got lady of the tournament was from league was absolutely first class. She had a great turn of pace, a step. Uh, yeah, really, and, and like I say, it's, because it's all different ages and different abilities, and it, it's a strange game. You've got to switch between she's got yellow gold shots and she's got black shots. I can tackle her, but I can't. You got to do it all in a split second. I'd, yeah. I'd just be trying to hit everything and hope for the best. <laughs> but yeah, it's really good. So just yeah, just like you... yeah. Uh, final one: walking rugby. Every Wednesday, Eccles College. Contact John Blackburn at SalfordCC.ac.uk. Want to get involved in that? Obviously, we talk about the ladies, talk about the learning disability team, physical disability team. Walking rugby is for obviously people who maybe aren't fit enough anymore to play the full contact game. We know we're a club uh, that is a community club, and this things like this show what we're all about. Yeah, that's the one. The one I'm going to try and get to once me my eyes sorted and um, backs up. Obviously, there, there are other things going on that I can't that mean I can't play as a as an athlete these days. But I quite fancy that walking rugby. Mm. Again, it, it sounds like a bit of fun. And getting my hands on a rugby ball I was there the other day and sat on the touchline with the ball in me. I'm thinking, I've missed this. It's just there's something about it that never leaves you. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to try that once my eyes settle down again. I'm going to nip down and, and give it a crack. Undefeated as a youth for seven years. You could be undefeated for seven years in your advancing years. You never know. I'll make it that far. <laughs> so that's all the news. Now we'll see what's happening in the world of rugby league with Whiteside's World of Rugby League. Here is this week's Devil in the Detail Amateur Report and, of course, the world of rugby league. We'll start off this week the National Conference League. It's hotting up now. The uh, the Premier Division, it was the last round of games at the weekend. Uh, Siddle beat Rochdale Mayfield by 34 points to 6, but Rochdale Mayfield were guaranteed third place. They finished third in the table. Wathbrow Hornets beat Wigan St. Pat's 42-0. So the league tails finished Hunslet top, Westall second, Rochdale Mayfield third. Wathbrow fourth, Siddle uh, six and Thato uh, fifth, and Thato Heath Crusaders are six. So this weekend uh, in the um, in the playoffs, it's the elimination uh, semi-final between Wathbrow and and Siddle. So Rochdale Mayfield get the week off, so they'll be pleased with that third place finish, and uh, they'll be in the playoffs next week. Uh, moving on to Division Two, Waterhead Warriors were beaten twenty-eight points to twenty-six at home to. 
Uh, sorry, away to Dewsbury Celtic. 28-26 to Dewsbury Celtic. Whitehead Rose have finished top. They finished eight points clear of uh, Dewsbury Moor Maroon. So they've had a fantastic season. Saddleworth Rangers, they've continued their good run of form as well at the weekend. They beat Barrow Island by 34 points to 10. And they've moved up the table respectively as well into mid-table. So uh, you know, a good end to the season for them. Oldham St. Anne's, of course, finished top of Division 3. There's just one of our local sides in action this week with it being the playoffs. There's a final league fixture for Saddleworth Rangers. They play Might and Warriors. That's on Saturday. Today. So another win for Saddleworth, and they could even move up even higher. They could go above uh, the Dewsbury Celtic if they win that game. So uh, good luck to Saddleworth this weekend, but they're on a real good run of form. We'll turn our attention to uh, to Ladies Rugby League and the Women's Super League. Some results for you. Leeds 24, Wigan 0, St. Helens 56, Warrington 6, York 60, Huddersfield 4, Castleford 4, Bradford 50, Featherston 28, Salford Red Devils 18. And there's a game between Lee and Barrow that was on Sunday as well. Lee Leppers 12, Barrow Raiders 14. So league tables after 10 matches. It's York, Saints, Leeds, Wigan, Warrington, Huddersfield in Group 1. Group 2, Featherston, Barrow, Lee, Salford a fourth. Then Bradford in fifth place. And Casford still, well, they've, they've lost 10 from 10, the Casford ladies, ladies. So they're the bottom of that. So, uh, so yeah, that's the, uh, the Ladies Rugby League up to date. Well, moving on to the England Community Lions under-18s. They were beaten at home to Ireland at Goulburn Parkside last Sunday, 24 points to 26. The Ireland under-19s beating the England Community Lions under-18s. So congratulations to, to Ireland. In the North West Men's League, we've got a couple of results. Well, uh, sorry, there's one result from midweek last week, Wednesday the 6th of September in Division 2. Rochdale Mayfield A24, Lee Minor Rangers A16. The rest of these games are played on Saturday the 9th. Division 1, Caddies at 18, Ulverston 24. Five. Charlie Panthers 12, Folly Lane 16, Dalton 24, Salford City Roosters 0. Division 2, uh, Rochdale Mayfield A22, Hindpool Tigers 23. Division 3, Garswood Stags 18, Higginshaw 16, Rochdale Hornets 4, Waterhead Warriors A26. And the fixtures for this week involving our local sides, all these games are played on Saturday the 16th. It's Salford City Roosters. Versus Charlie Panthers, that's in Division 1. Carrizhead Rhinos have got West Hart and Lions in Division 1. And Folly Lane face Wigan St. Cuthbert's in Division 3. Garswood Stags have got Rochdale Hornets. Langwith Reds are at home to West Bank Bears. And Waterhead Warriors A are at home to the Clock face Chargers A. Well, moving on to a very busy Northwest Youth League. We'll start off with the results from Sunday, the 10th of September. In the Premier Division, Whitehead Warriors 10, Wigan St. Jude's 10. That's the under-18s. Division 1, Lee East 10, Mayfield, Rochester Mayfield 20. Division three, uh, 2, there's no results involving our local side. Sorry, under-16s, Premier Division, uh, Rochdale Mayfield 42, Oral St. James 4. I need to invest in some new glasses because I can't read this small print. The under 16s, Division 2, Saddle of 16, Pilkington Rex 0. In the under 15s, Division 2, Latchford Giants 12, Rochdale Mayfield 22, Follow Lane 36, Millham 12. In the under 14s, Division 2, Charlie Panthers 0, Oldham St. Anne's Goals 25. In the under 14s, Division 3, Salford City Roosters 0, Hindley 14. Division 4, Accrington Wildcats had a terrific win. They beat Port to go line by 38 points to nil. Uh, Haysham Atoms 92, Langworthy Reds 1. 
In the under-13s, uh, Northwest Plate final, West Horton Lions 12, Wigan St. Cuthbert's 8. That was after extra time, so congratulations to the under-13s at West Horton Lions. Division 2, Halton Farnworth Hornets 12, Rochdale Mayfield 6. And also in Division 2 of the under-13s, Oldham St. Anne's 12, Burtonwood Bulldogs 46. The fixtures for this week then, all these games are played on Sunday the 17th of September. In the under-18s, Northwest Youth Plate final at Salford City Roosters against Crossfields. In Division 1 of the under-18s, uh, Rochdale Mayfield have got Thato Heath Crusaders, Saddleworth Rangers at home to Lee East. In the under-16s, Premier Division, West Bank Bears play at Rochdale Mayfield. Division 1, Thato Heath Crusaders at home to Folly Lane. Salford City Roosters play Hensingham Reds. Division 2, Dalton have got West Horton Lions and Saddleworth Rangers face uh, Latchford. In the under-15s, Division 2, Bank Bulls play Folly Lane. Charlie Panthers have got Oldham St. Anne's. Rochdale Mayfield at home to Lee East. Division 3 of the under-15s, Pilkington Rex face Waterhead Warriors. In the under-14s, Division 1, Saddleworth Rangers are at home to Halton Farm with Hornets. Division 2, Oldham St. Anne's Golds are at home to Crossfields Vipers. Waterhead Warriors have got Charlie Panthers and Wigan St. Jude's face Folly Lane. In Division 3, Hindley have got Rochdale Mayfield. Salford City Roosters at home to Lee East. In Division 4, Langby the Reds are at home to the Accrington Wildcats. And in the under-13s, finally, Division 2, Salford City Roos have got Newton Storm. Uh, West Bank Bears play Oldham St. Anne's. Rochdale Mayfield have got Saddleworth Rangers. Division 3, Latchford Giants Maroons are at home to the West Horton Lions. Well, let's travel 12,000 miles or so as we do every week. It was playoffs week one in the NRL Premiership in Australia. Penrith Panthers, they had a thumping victory over New Zealand Warriors. They won that game by 32 points to sticks. Nathan Cleary, star of the show, six kicks from six. Also a try score late on in that game as well. 21,500 saw that one, 32-6 to New Zealand Warriors. Uh, Brisbane Broncos beat Melbourne Storm by 26 points to nil. 50,000 at the Suncorp Stadium for that one. What a fantastic crowd. That is big game from Herbie Farmworth as well. Uh, Newcastle Knights 30, Canberra Raiders 28. This was a real thrilling match. This Dom Young, he was in uh, in action scoring a brace of tries. Almost 30,000 at that game as well. Tremendous attendances in Australia. And Cronulla Sharks against Sydney Roos. This was a cracking game. This caught a bit of this game on, I think it was on Saturday, I think it was. Cronulla Sharks 12, Sydney Roosters 13. The Roosters hanging on to victory there. So, that means playoffs week two. It's the... Um, the semi-final between Melbourne Storm and Sydney Roosters, that is at 10.50. That's on Saturday. Uh, sorry, that's on Friday morning, 10.50 on Sky. On Saturday morning, it's New Zealand against uh, Newcastle Knights. That's at 5 past 7. So, uh, another fantastic weekend of Australian Rugby League. So, New Zealand against Newcastle Saturday and Melbourne Storm against Sydney Roosters is on the, sun, uh, the Friday. Well, finally this week, we'll have a look at domestic matters. We'll start off with the Super League, round 25. Casford Tigers, they're more or less safe now, I think. I think Wakefield, don't think they can catch them now. The points difference is a lot worse off. Well, they could do if they won the last two games, but it's mathematically still OK. But Casford took a huge step towards survival on Friday night. They beat Hull FC by 29 points to 10 at Weldon Road. Huddersfield, their miserable season continued. They were beaten at home to Hulkingston Rovers 26-18. That was also on Friday. Leeds Rhinos were beaten 50-0 at home to Wigan on Saturday afternoon. Salford 24, Warrington 20, St. Helens 22, Lee 12. That was a cracking match on Friday night there at uh, the uh, St. Helens Totally Wicked Stadium. Lee were really in that game, six apiece at half-time. Late try from uh, Bachelor that took the game away from Lee, 22-12. Wakefield were beaten also Friday night. It's trailed 12-0 at half-time. A couple of late tries 
from uh, Tanganoa and Kershaw, but not enough. Catalans winning the game by 18 points to 10. In round 25 of the championship, Barrow 32, Swinton 14. That drops Swinton into real relegation worries now. Batley 25, Whitehaven 12, Bradford 10, York 20. Halifax Panthers beat Toulouse Olympic by 26 points to 18. That was a great win for Halifax. London Broncos as well, another side that are coming up on the radar. They beat Widnes 52-12. And we'll talk about the league table shortly. Newcastle 22, Featherstone 56. That was on Friday night. And Sheffield Eagles beat Keith with 38 points to 10. In Betfred League 1, the qualifying semi-final, Hunslet 14, Doncaster 26. The elimination semi-final, Oldham 12, North Wales Crusaders 13. A late drop goal in the, the last minute of that game, sending North Wales Crusaders through to... They'll play Hunslet now in the, uh, the final eliminator. Doncaster have gone through to the grand final. So the fixtures for this week, Friday the 15th of September, Lee play Wakefield at 8 o'clock. The Sky Televised game is at 8 o'clock. That's between Warrington and St. Helens. That's a big game for Salford. That we could do with St. Helens turning Warrington over. Uh, Wigan play Casford. That's also at 8 o'clock on Saturday. Catalan face Leeds at 5 o'clock UK time. That's on Sky TV. Uh, Hull FC face Huddersfield at 3 o'clock. Hull Kingston Rovers face Salford at half past 7. That is also a televised fixture as well. In the Betfred Championship, 3 o'clock Newcastle plays Barrow. Uh, Toulouse have got Featherstone, that's 5 o'clock UK time. On Sunday, these are all 3 o'clock games in the Championship. Keithley have got Halifax, London have got Bradford, Swinton need a win against Whitehaven and Witness face Sheffield. In the uh, Betfred League 1 final eliminator, as we mentioned, Hunslet have got North Wales Crusaders, that game's at 3 o'clock. And there's a game uh, next Monday, the 18th of September in the Championship, that's York against Batley Bulldogs. So, the league tables, Wigan top of the Super League with 36, Catalans have 36 and St. Helens have got 36. The points difference Wiggins is miles better than everybody's is uh, plus 316 Catalan's 230 St. Helens 217 so Wigan in the box seat at the moment Lee have got 30 points Hull KR 28 Warrington 26 and Salford 26 Salford are on plus 5 Warrington's plus 85 and Hull Kingston Rovers is plus 35 so that could all change this weekend Leeds 22, then it's Huddersfield and Hull have got nothing to play for really now. They're on 20 points and Castle have got 12, Wakefield 8. So Castleford's points difference is minus 363, Wakefield's is minus 394. So they need snookers really, Wakefield now. They need to win the last two games to have any chance of staying up. Betfred Championship, Featherston are top with 46. They're 10 points clear of Toulouse, who've got 36. Then it's Sheffield 30, London Broncos 30, as I said, have come up on the radar. They, they're in really good form. They could really challenge in that playoffs. Then Bradford have got 29, Batley have got 28 just outside the playoffs fighting for a, a spot there's two games left Halifax Widnes and York can still make the playoffs Halifax have got 27 Widnes 26 then York 26 at the other end of the table Newcastle are bottom they've got nine points they've been relegated Swinton have got 14 they're on minus 324 they're two behind Keefley who are on minus 322 Whitehaven on minus 317 and then Barrow have got 17 points so it's between so Barrow, Whitehaven, Keithley and Swinton for that last uh, relegation slot. As I said before, Swinton play Whitehaven this week. They've got to win that game. So uh, that's a mega important one for them this week. That's all I've got for this week. Been a marathon one, this. Uh, I shall speak to you um, on uh, Saturday night at Hulkingston Rovers. Safe journey up there. Have a good week. Take care of yourselves and I'll see you then. So that was Whiteside's World of Rugby League Park here. Now it's play of the year time. Obviously, we've had a great season. Both our ladies and our men's team have had great moments throughout the season. Some great players involved and it was a tough uh, selection process from us to get our top five. It, it is. I mean, you see, this is the thing. You get, you kind of, 
as the season goes on, you, you pick up players. At the start of the year, I think, for me, I looked at Ollie Partington and thought, wow, this guy's great. And then he got injured and he fades away. It's hard over, over a whole season to pick out just a few players. And especially the way, like I've said a thousand times tonight, the, the way our team is. It is a team. It doesn't work off one component. If they all play together, we're a very, very dangerous outfit. If you have individuals, we're, we're going to go nowhere. And that's what the likes of Leeds and Hull have found, that they have great individuals, but not a team. So, yeah, it, 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 was, a, it was a fairly tough decision. It's, it's hard to leave people out. That's the hard part. You mm. could just keep putting people in going, oh, well, oh, but maybe he did this, and I remember him doing that. And But, yeah, it's it, it's been a tough decision. Mm. So we'll go ladies first, because we're gentlemen. First nomination we're going to go with is Brogan Evans, Community Lion, top tackler in the league, top carrier in, in the league. This is your move from hooker to loose forward. Been an absolute revelation. Energetic. We've had on, on the podcast, good talker as well. Fantastic player, Parky, well deserving of, uh, of the nomination. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you can't, like you say, she's she, come on leaps and bounds and the, the other thing you see her socials as well she's got it quite funny but yeah, <laughs> like dogs she's had, I think. she's had a good year and it, she's been one of the, the consistent sort of players if you like in, in terms of being out there every week like I say we, we've had so many changes this season I think first five or six games or whatever something like that we, we didn't feel the same team hmm. but I think she was one of those that made it right away through and like you say she got rep on us this year so Got to be in there. Yeah. Second nomination, Alex Simpson. Try scoring centre. Great defender. Leader on that. I think it's the right-hand side of the, of the field. Got that X factor. That go-to player when the chips are down. She finds something for, for this team. So she's in the mix. Yeah. Very skillful. Skillful player. And, and so a game winner as well. Or a game breaker at times. Yeah, another 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 good de- decision. Really, it's, it, it's tough again this year because when you look at the ladies too, and I mentioned again there about I mean so many different players, and a lot of them had to play in different positions mm. and move around, and it's trying to find that that balance and find their best position. And again, I feel a bit harsh that we, we have to leave people out. I think I think Alex again following on from last year. He's, yes, he's just rightly got to be in there, hasn't she? Yeah. Third nomination is Sage Bannister. New to the club in 2023. And fullback. She she is she's got that something about her. Wonderful talent. Scores tries. Scored a 90 meter try mm-hmm. against I think it was Featherston or yeah. Cardiff. So Demons went short side. Race yeah. 90 went to the post to score two tries against Castleford two different types of tries one sort of stepped through four or five cast defenders another one ran 60 metres through the centre of the field to score great defender I think it was against Lee pulled off two and two or three try saving tackles when we were under the pump and also bombed Lee bombed, bombed us all all, eve, all afternoon didn't didn't drop one and then after they gave up they tried to trying to turn around managed to sort of catch, catch the the ball beat the first defect first defender and went down the wing it was like if ryan briley did that that'd be on a loop it was it was a wonderful wonderful performance she's been consistent throughout throughout the season i think 
Emerald Hickey said it was her first season playing rugby league and she'd been playing it. I, and when she said that, I was like, what? Because I thought the, the moments that she's had, you think she'd been playing this for, for years and years. Yeah, well, when you, as soon as you said the name, the, the one thing that sort of crept into me, the, the word that came to me was pace. Yeah. Because she's got that thing that you can't, you can't train it, you can't buy pace. It's not something, and she just got it. And, and like you say, when she spots a gap, she's gone. And that try you were talking about, I, I can't remember who it was against, was, was brilliant. That was a bit like, I kind of like what Burgess did at the weekend, that, that moment of making the defender make the decision for you and then going. Yeah, no, another another great job. I didn't realise when just started playing, I must admit. Yeah. And that, another thing that's happened with most of this team, even even those that were here last year, they might have played less than two years of rugby. Mm. And that's, the, the development of them is, is incredible, really is. But Sage, yeah, she's, she's got that, yeah, that thing. I, I'm trying to think who she reminds me of, is that if you're looking at the men's game, the way she moves, it's kind of a glide, it's a, I don't, I don't know, but she does, She seems to just get through a, a gap that's not there, if you yeah. like. I don't know. But yeah, and then you see her go, and it's like, wow. Mm. See you later. You're not catching her. Yeah, so she's in the mix. Louise Fellingham, captain, captain fantastic. The player, the ladies go to when there's a pressure moment. She gets the ball in her hands and makes the magic happen. Like you say, last season, leading this, this, this team from what? They achieved, obviously, moved into Super League. Different kind of challenge, but she commands respect from everybody and, and she's a fantastic player as well. So she's in the mix for the win too. I think we've been so fortunate uh, from, from last year to to get a playing for our club. I think she's an absolute... She's one of those... She's like a James Roby kind of character for me. Mm. You can't find a fault with her. There's nothing you couldn't like. There's nothing... But she makes the game look easy. She's got time on the ball. She's just when she gets it again, it's that slowing down of everything around her. She doesn't. She sees the picture. She's been she's been great for us and as an ambassador as well. We can't we we couldn't ask for any more from from the skipper. And like you say, she's the one. That I dare say the players would all say. If you, you got to keep one player in your team, who would it be? And I think they'd all go for her because. She, the experience she's brought to the team has been, you can't, again, like, like with the pace, you can't buy the experience. Mm. She knows how to play the game. She knows how to win a game. Uh, I, I think she's been been phenomenal. And I hope, I don't know what her thoughts are now, because I know after speaking to her last year, she was a bit about carrying on. I, I hope we can get at least another year out of her. Mm. But if, if she doesn't, we, we'll, we'll have to respect that. But she's been, she's probably been I would I would say the key driving force behind what what this club has done with the ladies team. So yeah, just just has to be in there. Yeah, final nomination for the ladies player of the year is Demi Jones. We talked about moving to Super League and how people would adapt. And for me, Demi Jones has took a massive step in her development. Um, wonderful goal kicker, super yeah. rugby league brain, dictates play real energy in, in in that team and yeah I think she's been fantastic this year like you say kicks goals and in positional kicking as well the real brains behind the operation so yeah I think she she needs to be in yeah again like a bit, a bit like 
what what was saying before uh, about Louise that that she knows the game. She got the experience from a time I think it was witness, wasn't it, before she came to us, and she she knows how how the game works. She understands the game, and and when we've got players who are new and novices to the sport, to try and bring them up to speed, to get them into the game, to get them playing the, the game the right way. You need people like her who can pass on this message. You can bring a team together. And yes, yeah, she's got. I mean, she's got bundles of skill. And and yeah, goal kicking alone is you know, very Marksney like. Mm. Not not in a style, but the, the the accuracy of it will win your games. And she's she's been great. And I, I can imagine her being brilliant behind the scenes as well. Because like you say, we've spoke to her on on here, and she's. She's she's barrel the last from chatty and yeah. being an Everton fan, she's probably got got everything we need. Yeah. So there's your five: Brogan Evans, Alex Simpson, Sage Bannister, Louise Fellingham, Demi Jones. We'll put a poll out, pick mm. your winner, and we'll uh, announce it when the season ends because like you say they've got playoffs to come um, and hopefully like you say they'll be celebrating a promotion and then one of these ladies will be taking away a trophy too. Yeah, and once again, like I said about the, the, the men's team, it, it's not really, it's not about that at the moment, is it? It's not about the promotion and chasing trophies and everything. This step up this year is massive from where we were last year. We we were so dominant in games last year. It was, become, it was a bit of a joke at times, but this year, the step up and everything, and we've learned so much and we're developing as a club and, and everybody off the field's learning about how the women's game works. They're say the coaches and everybody else. So you just got to be full of praise for them, for what they've achieved. They made the playoffs in the first year in, a, in, a, in, in the Super League, if you like. And who knows where it can take you, but no matter what happens for me, we've just got to be proud of what they've achieved. Yeah. So let's move on to the men. Like you say, real competition as well from in, in this, in the squad. My first nomination is going to be Ryan Briley. Is he in your five, Parker? Good. Undoubtedly in my five. Undoubtedly. Yeah. He, I, I'm happy to say that Ryan, we, we signed Ryan Briley uh, a couple of years back and I wasn't, uh, I wasn't overly keen. And Ryan Briley said in his own, in, in a podcast a couple of weeks ago that he didn't think he was up to the level of, of where he is. And his best rugby has come in the last two years. And the, the Ryan Briley I'm watching now is possibly as good as any fullback in the league on mm. his day. He offers every, his defence. He can catch the high ball. He, he's attacking threat. He's, I mean, when we lost nine levels, I think we all were a bit, how would you replace nine levels? And the tries, you bring in Ryan Briley. Mm. That's what you do. And his connection with Paul Rowley, obviously. But this season, he has been first class. Absolutely brilliant. I, I don't remember games where he's been poor. I don't remember mistakes that well. Usually, and like I say, with a fullback being like a goalkeeper, they're the ones that get picked up when you make one. I think he's been brilliant, and he has has to be on that list on anybody's list. And I think even see people from other teams would say, "Yeah, Ryan Brill has got to be on there." So yeah, I, he's he's just been brilliant, hasn't he? Yeah, I don't think I can add anything to that. He was on Paul's list as well, which is great. Uh, second nomination, I'm going to go for Mark Sneed. Right. Leader, 
like we talked about with Louise, Louise Fellenham, the pressure, the person they go to when the pressure is on. Kicks goals, 90 goals is kicked so far mm. this season. Uh, 90 points, sorry. 200 points in the season. He is our go-to man. So I think he should be in the mix for our player here. But he, he didn't make my five. Hmm. However, he was one of those where I've come. How do you leave him out? He. The only thing I will say, there was a few games in the season where he's faded out of the game and not been as Mark's need like. But, as I've said to, to most people, I, I like with Ryan Briley, I think he's played his best rugby league of his career in the last couple of years. Hmm. I think he's become a proper leader. He... he a lot of the time in the past, he was that guy you give the ball to to smash it 60 yards down the pitch, get us out of here. Now he takes it on the decisions he makes at the right time. The, 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 what he brings to the team, like you were saying there about Demi Jones and, and Louis Fellingham, that, that, the, the leadership, they look to him. Mm. And as a scrum half, we need that. You always need a, a strong scrum half. So I'd have no problem with, with uh, Mark being on the list at all. I think he's he, he he's developed into such a great player and obviously last season made the, the England squad for the World Cup. He's carried on that form. I think he his form possibly dipped with the team. I think that was the thing. But when Mark Sneed plays well, Salford play well. Mm-hmm. So he, that's that's the biggest sort of accolade I can give him. So is he in? Now you've got to think about it. Or are we wait until see a bit of yeah, we'll, later. Get to the end and then we'll make a okay make and, and see where we come up with. Right. So it's who, it's, the third this is the problem where who you leave out. This is, is. the problem. I'm gonna go with Tim Laffey because he's a danger, he's on the on the on the in the centres, he, he works hard, he's experienced, he makes things happen. And that's and that's the important thing in our team. He is one of our go-to players. Obviously, last season with the run to the grand final, the World Cup, and all that, you were a bit worried that he might burn himself out. He got injured early, came back super strong, super fit, and now now we're seeing the benefit of that time off. Yeah, I think he started the season well, but. That injury knocked him. And when he came back, he didn't look the same Tim Lafayette for me. Mm. He didn't look as strong and his, his offload game wasn't as, as good. I'm not, obviously, I'm not knocking him. I'm not knocking him. But I think it, he wasn't the Tim Lafayette last year because of that injury. And I think it knocked him a bit. And I don't think he was fully fit when he came back. I think that's part of the, the, the problem. Um, a fully fit Tim Lafayette probably gets him most Super League teams. Um, and again, I'm not criticizing. He didn't make my he didn't make my five, but again, I haven't got a problem with him making it. I, I, I'm only judging him off last year. That's mm. the problem. And last year he was just phenomenal, and we haven't quite seen that this year. But again, on Sunday, he gives the ball at the right time to the yeah. right player, and we score. That's what he's got to watch. The other thing is, I will say in his defense is. As I've said with with Brody and, and Sneedy, and you've got to be playing behind a, a pack, a winning pack, to create space for you to give you them opportunities. And for much of the season, we we haven't had that. 
Um, but when our pack is on top, that's when you see the room open up and that's when Tim Lafayette becomes a real, real threat. Yeah. So we'll put him as a question mark for yeah. now. I'll let you do the next one. Uh, for me, after Brayley was Watkins, yes, Skipper, I, I just think, he, what hasn't he got and what can't he do? Mm. As a rugby league player, as an athlete, as a leader, he's just been everything this season for me. He's in every game he's doing 20-odd, 30 tackles. He's making 70, 80, 90 metres with a ball. He, he's got an offload. He's got the skills of, of a centre, but the, the work rate of a back rower. I, I, I just think he's probably one of those ultimate rugby league players. If you mm-hmm. could design one, you would design a Callum Watkins. I, I've got, I've got. There, there aren't enough words for me to for what I can say for Cal. People said his career was over before he came to us. Then he got an injury. I think when uh, Richard Marshall was in charge, I think it was, he got a bad injury. He's come back from that and you wouldn't have known it. You wouldn't know he's in his 30s. He's just, man's a machine. Mm. And I think, again, in a, in a kind of unsettled pack where we've had injuries and we've had players missing, he stood up every single week. Um, I, I just think it's a no-brainer for me. He's on my list and he's on Paul's list as well. So he's in. So we've got Ryan Briley, Callum Watkins. Give me another nomination. I've gone with Big King. King? Yeah, he he, he didn't start the season brilliantly. I will say that. He mm-hmm. was a bit sluggish. But he's developed into the cornerstone of what our pack is. When other players around him were losing form or having their heads turned or doing whatever, he's knuckled down. And in the last... I would say the last, certainly the last two months, he's been absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He's he blockbusting runs, he's big hits, he's tackles. Again, I don't think, I don't think he was fit. I, don't, I think he's played himself to fitness. Mm. And with, I mean, we had Tyler Dupree, who who was, but I'm not knocking, I'm not going to knock the lad, I think he's a great prop forward, but he lost interest. Before we got Brad Singleton in, We've lost Jack Armonroy this year. He's not been the same. We've had no Alex Gerrard. We, we've struggled up front. We really have. And he's been the one player that's kept going and making meetings and being, and being trouble. And I'm delighted he's been rewarded with a, with a new contract. However, I don't have a problem if he doesn't make it. But I had to mention him because, again, he's a player that was cast off by Leeds. Mm. Not loved, not wanted. And he's come to us and it, I... I I mean, I love watching him. I love the grin on his face. And and the man's massive, so I just thought I'd better mention him, just in case I ever bump into him. Yeah. Paul went with Sam Stone, which, you say, development through the season yeah. Yeah. turned into, a, like I say, a cornerstone of, of our pack. Obviously, the heroics from, from, from Sunday as well, fresh in everyone's minds. But it's his work rate. He runs hard. He tackles hard. He's just an athlete. A, a specimen. I've always said with Sam Stone is the biggest in proportion rugby player I've ever seen, and uh, he uses it as well. So he's a fantastic player. I went with Oliver Partington, hmm. unsung hero for me. First pivot in hmm. in in the in the line. I think hmm. I think it's a, a travesty. He's not scored yet for us. 
works hard every 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 week. Tackles hard, good hands as well. I know he doesn't get the headlines he deserves, but I think he's. I think he he could be in. But I'm gonna I'm gonna just go back one to, to Stone. I think he's as the season's gone on, he has got better. He's only younger now, Stone. He's got a long way to go in his career, really. And I think when we lost Shane Wright, hmm. I, I mean, I was devastated because Shane Wright, if he'd, if he'd have carried on, he'd have been on this list, no problem. Yeah. But it, it wouldn't have even been an argument about that from anyone. We lost Shane Wright and somebody had to step up with Cal in that back row. And Stone hmm. has been, he, he's been incredible. Another player who knows how to be in the right place at the right time. Does all the work, donkey work, tackling constantly. So, yeah, no, I agree with that. Holly Partington, they started the season like a house on fire. He was at, he was running away with with my man, man of the match and everything else at the start of the year, and then he got injured, and that knocked him back. Mm. He's come back. He's been he's been great. He's again what a signing. I think it was a great move. As soon as we heard last year we'd sign him, I was delighted. I couldn't believe Wigan were going to let him go. He's got so much about him. He's he's ball handling for a big guy. He's brilliant. He can play prop. He can play second row and loops forward. His versatility alone is is key for us. We've missed him when he's not been there. And again, I, I would have no problem with with him making a list. I think he's he, he's a top top player. And again, another player that's got years to develop. Years. So yeah, not not. I, I think he's going to develop into a leader. I think he will be skipper at mm. some point. So yeah, I've got no problem with that. Okay, we'll put a question mark by him then as well. So. Who's your other final nomination? Well, I've got, I've got. There's two more for oh, me. Oh, then. What was? Uh, but I'm going to go with. I'm going to mention Brody. I've got to put Brody in there. I know he's not been Brody Croft of last year, but as I've said and I said it again, he's played behind a beaten pack. Mm. But when mm. he gets his chance, as Sunday proved, he he has been unbelievable. What what? See. The other thing is, I, I I follow the man of the match thing every week from the fans, and you won't believe how many times his name comes up. Mm. He does mm. things that are magic that only a magic player does. And just because I know I'm going to contradict myself here on the Timmy Laffey thing, but just because he's not as good as last year doesn't mean he's not as good. Mm. He is a he's a phenomenal player. He's getting his confidence back. I, I just think he's been. Yeah, he hasn't been doing that. He's a marked man this year. From player of the year last year, nobody was going to take him lightly. He was going to be watched every time he got the ball. And he's he has been. He's been well marshaled a lot of the time. But when we, again, a bit like Sneedy, when we've played well, Brody Croft has played well. And that's how mm. it's been. And my, my final one Go on. is just can't get on the park enough. It's Chris Atkin. Oh, yeah. Okay. What, what, a superstar this man is. If he's in any other Super League type team, he probably plays in it every week. But his versatility actually, I think, holds him back a bit. Because mm. you want him to play all over the place. And is there a position besides prop he hasn't played? Mm. He And every time he plays, he's never, ever let us down. Ever. Even going back two, three, four years, he's just always put his hand up. He doesn't moan. He gets on with it. He tackles twice his weight. He's got skills. I, I I love the man. 
I think he's one of the the one of my most favourite players we've ever had. Seriously, I think just because of what he offers, doesn't care where he comes on, what he does. If he's going loose forward, all right. If I'm going hooker, fair enough. I'm not bothered. He gets on there, he does his job, and any team in the league would love to have him. Yeah, Chris Atkin was on Paul's list, so he was he's on the list. So at the moment we've got Chris Atkin, Callum Watkins, Ryan Briley. Got two spaces to fill. We've got mm. four players in the running. Mm. You want you eat, your choices were King, Bunny Iowar, or Brody Croft. So you could pick one. Who's it going to be? Wow! Now mm. I'm on the spot. Now I'm on the spot. Is Paul have nobody different? Paul, add. Let's have a look. And uh, no, he already four. Briley, Stone, Watkins, Atkin. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to put King in. King in. Because just because of his development and how how, how important he's come yes. to us. I think that's that's the thing. Without him, we would absolutely no go forward for most of the season. So, mm-hmm. and as soon as Tyler Dupree went off the boil a little bit and and everything happened, that's when you've seen him stand up and he's become a leader in the pack. Yeah. And I was talking to a guy who, who travels down from Rochdale to watch us at the match of the day. He's not a Salford lad. He just comes and watches. And we were having this very conversation about King and how he's developed into this. He's integral now. He is. We, we, I mean, if he got banned, we've been serious stuff. Hmm. So, yeah, I think he's he's got to be in there because of his development. We know what Brody Croft can do and what he will continue to do for the next 10 years, probably. But to see King Vuniawa go the way he has done and, and, and now he's signed a new deal as well, I, yeah, got to be on there for me. Yeah, so glad you, you said that, Parker. Like you say, for me, his journey is what it's all about, isn't it? So... Yeah. Yeah, so he's in. Chris Atkin, Callum Watkins, King V, Ryan Briley. I have the choice between Mark Sneed and Oliver Partington. I'm going to go for Sneed. Yeah. I'm going yeah. Sneed because he's he's the leader. Yeah. And he, I think, the crucial I think. moment against OKR on Saturday mm-hmm. when something needs yeah. to happen, yeah. they will look to him. Yeah. And... and the other thing is, I, I know it's no fault of his own, really, but Oli Partington did miss a chunk of the mm. season in many ways. Sneedy's been there every week, hasn't he? I think he missed one game, did he? Yeah. Uh, um, and for a half-back, he gets, again, he gets targeted in defence. He gets run at constantly. He stands up and does his job. Uh, yeah, I think I think you're right. And in, in, in big moments, you'd want a Mark Sneed in your team. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think that's probably, I think that's probably the right decision. Yeah, so your men's nominations, Ryan Briley, Mark Sneed, King Bunny Ayawa, Callum Watkins, Chris Atkin. It's going to be a tough, tough choice. We'll get the, the poll out, pick your winner, and we'll uh, we'll see who comes out on top. So that's our Player of the Year nominations, and now we'll look forward to the OKR game on Saturday. It's time for the Devil of the Details. So, 
total. So for Red Devils, travels Hull Kingston Rovers with the playoffs in the balance. Going to be a really exciting game. Obviously, hopefully, a lot of Reds will get up there Saturday night. It's not probably the easiest to get way to get home. I know they've got the three coaches running. I think they're trying to get another coach going from the dog. Um, so if he if he is running, see if you can get on that. The more Reds there, the better. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the support again the other night, the home game was brilliant. The lads need it and they deserve it. They deserve the backing this week. It, I, I mean, the, the game, the importance of this game can't be understated, I don't think. The, the, the season could rest on this. Hmm. If Warrington sneak a win against Saints, then we could be in trouble. I don't think they will. So it will carry on. But we've got to win. We've got to do our job and not worry about anybody else. And this, our record against Rovers has been nothing short of abysmal recently. I know we had the win at Magic, but other than that, we've been we were poor at home against them. We don't seem to get to the level that we 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 normally do against Old KR. And they don't drag us down because they're a good team. It's not that like like when we played Wakefield a couple of times this year, and we've been we've fallen to their levels. We've let ourselves down. With all KR, it's not that. We just don't get to our higher level. Mm. We need that. Their crowd will be on our back. That, that, that stand at OK, we all know what it's about. The referee will get shed loads of abuse. and It's, it's backs against the wall. But that's when we're good. That's what we do. We've been used to We get that every week. It's us against the world. And this week, going up there, it's a long way to travel. But hopefully the lads have got all day to get there. Can take our time, there's no rush. I hate the kickoff time, I'll be honest. I hate the fact it's Saturday night, but that's my problem. But it's it's gonna be nerve wracking, it really is. I I, I look at OKR's team and I, I see I see weaknesses. I do. Mm-hmm. We've not yet exploited them properly. The the, the cup game could have killed our season. We open for that because I, I honestly believe that our squad had built up to that game. I, we wanted Wembley this year. The players were targeting it. And they we beat OKR two weeks before. Then we'd gone to Cass and hammered them. And we were going into that game flying. OKR were missing five or six key players. They were they were deflated. They thought they were going to miss out on the playoffs. They were going to go out of the cup. It was all falling apart. And we did get off the bus. We just did not perform that day. And that's we can't afford that. We've got to start the game big, silence their crowd, give them nothing, and just stay in the game. We know we can we know what we're like in an arm wrestle. We saw it on Sunday. We can come out on top. We'll have Ollie Partington and Callum back fresh for a week off. I think Cal was probably carrying a knock, so it might have done us a favour. Yeah, losing Brad Singleton's a huge blow, but Ollie will step up into his role, I would have thought. We we carry on the same. As we said before, from what Paul Rowley said, the, the players don't want this to end. Yeah. And a win, a win on, on Saturday night, that that makes sure that no matter what happens, we, we've got another game the week after that we're in. The excitement builds. But at that point, you've beat Warrington, you've beat Rovers away. Yeah, you're going to be playing a very, very good Catalan team. You need that that win. It, mm. it just makes this season right. This game, and it, it couldn't. To be honest, 
I said before, it's a shame we haven't got Wakefield or Cass or whatever. When you look at it this way, that the excitement now, this is do or die. Hmm. There's something hmm. on this for both teams still. This is massive. And I, I, I yeah, I hope this is the one where we, we pay them back for the, the pain they give us recently. Yeah, it's all or nothing. And that's yeah. what that's what it, this is. That's what playoff rugby is. And we talked about the Challenge Cup game and, and not turning up. That hurt the players, you, you could tell. Obviously, we're on a bit of a bad run after that, didn't we? And they found the feet again. Hull KR had a good side. Jordan Abdul's back. They've won three on the spin. They were quite good, prolific at home. But it's playoff rugby league. And this is, this is what, like we said, we've said numerous times in this podcast, this is what it's all about. Yeah. And if, you, if you're not up for this, and if you're not wanting to be the best you can be in a game like this, then you, you're doing it all wrong. Yeah. And, and that's, the, that's the thing that the players will want to do what beat all Kings over after what, what they put us through in the, in, the, in the cup. It's going to be really tough, like you say, with the crowd and that, and then the kickoff time and, and everything. But it's all, it's all about rising above that. Like you said, could be playing someone like Wakefield or, or someone who hasn't got anything. But I'd rather mm. be in a game with somebody who has something in, in it, a skin in the game, because that will rise. Our team will rise to that challenge. So I'm excited about it. Paul Rowley's uh, talking about this week having a we're in a mini lockdown because there's a bit mm. of a flu thing going through the camp. Don't know whether that's mind games or not, Parker ahead of the game, but it's another another sort of sort of aspects of, of, of this of this week that, that that builds it up. Yeah, I've got to hope it isn't. I've got to hope it is a, a bit of a bit of kidology, if you like, mm. but. You never know, do you? I mean, Rolls, he's, he's quite a master at this sort of stuff as well. So, fingers crossed. But, I mean, what we, what we can't afford is, is the mistakes that we made on Sunday. Because mm. Jordan Abdul will be smashing that ball into the floodlights. And Joey Burgess and Kenny Seo, I'm not knocking, I'm not having a go, but you can't make mistakes like that this week. It can't happen. You, you give them a sniff and they get in a roll, we could be in big, big trouble. Um, but the players will know this, and like you say, we're in it. We're in it. This is why we're in the game. This is why these players want to play. Mm. This is where they want to be. They, they, they don't want to be a Hull FC or, or nothing to play for, nothing going on. This is this is the whole thing. And if we want to be, uh, if we want to be making the grand final, and we want to be in these big games, these are the games we've got to go and win now. Yeah. If we if we don't beat Old Kingston Rovers away. What gives us any confidence, even if we did make the top six, that we could travel to Catalan, Wigan or Saints away in the playoff and beat them? The only thing is, I'm almost sure the club don't want to play Catalan away because financially that could ruin us. <laughs> uh, that would cost a fortune in a playoff game. We don't want that. So it depends where you finish in the league as well, doesn't it? But mm. we've proved it before when we went to Wigan in 2019 that on a big night you can, you can still do it. We've pushed Saints all the way a few times recently. We shouldn't be scared of anyone, but these are the games now. This is where it matters, and we, we've worked all year for this. And, and just hope that the players get off that bus on Friday night, ready, fired up, and just give the best shot. If they do get beat, if they do lose, don't go out with a whimper. Mm. Give them out and, and make sure that they know they've been in the game. Yep. 
Prediction time. Parky, what's your thoughts? Well, I I said last week, and I know I wasn't on, but I I, I said a fancy does. And, you know, yeah. I, I phoned you, didn't I? And I said, I left you that message, and I said, mm. I think, I don't know what it is. I think everything going into it, everything against us, the players being suspended and everything else, but I've got a sneaky feeling. And I've got that feeling again this week. Mm. I've got that buzz. And I don't know if it's just euphoria of Sunday not wearing off yet or, or drugs from me, me eye being <laughs> dotted out, started being done yesterday. I don't know. But I'm going to go for a tight one. Mm. I'm going to go for an 18-16 win. 18-16? Yeah. Win. Yeah. For Salford. Yeah. I normally go out for big blowout scorelines, don't I? But mm. I think this week is a test of our playoff credentials and you don't need to go and put 40 points on to to get your credentials tested. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tight. We know that. The players know that. OKR know that. That's what playoff rugby is. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking we'll come out on top 14 points to 10. That's, that seems quite reasonable to me. I mm. don't know if there'll be too many tries, and I think the nerves will play a part. Both defences will have to be fired up and ready. So, yeah, I think I think you might be right. And we, we've got capacity to score points. We know that. Yeah. And so have they. I think, I think the problem is with the two teams, I think we're quite similar. Mm. I think we play in a similar style. I think that clash probably... This year so far has, has gone their way. But like at, at Magic, when we started to cut loose, we looked, we did look Magic. Mm. And I scored some great tries that day, didn't we? So, who knows? But like I say, it's just great to be involved. We could have lost last week and been out of this. And missing out on the, the end of season party, if you like. We're not. We're still in it. And for a club like us, at the moment, we couldn't ask for more. So, just, just go out there and give, give it your best. And I, I hope the fans really get behind us. It'll be difficult with their fans as well because they'll make some noise. But just let the players know you're there. And if, if, if anyone's not booked on any of the coaches and you're thinking, I eh, don't know, no, do it. Mm. Do it. I can't be there. That's what hurts me. I can't be there. It'd be difficult with with one eye. I think even worse than usual. But that that will hurt me. So I need somebody there to take my place to shout twice as loud. Mm. And uh, that's that's what I'm hoping for. So uh, yeah, please, if if anyone, any of your mates, grab them, tell them to go, get there, get behind the lads. They deserve it. It's been it's been an up and down season. It's been tough. But you look where the clubs come from and where it's going and. We just they just need that extra push now. So yeah, if you can, please just just go go for me. Yeah, We've had a great show, fantastic chat. Uh, two and two hours ten minutes. You probably get to all listening to this. There, I'm back maybe. <laughs> but it's been a great show. Really enjoyed it, Parker. Great going yeah. through the play of the year nominations. Obviously celebrating the the, the win against Warrington last week and. Uh, yeah, big thanks to our listeners for tuning in, helping us through with a cold fair, helping yeah. us fund 
the, the different programs that we use to, to produce this podcast. I can't thank you enough. I'm sure you're the same packet. Oh, without a doubt. And listen, I know it's it, it's a long one and a waffle on and, and everything else, but you could be a club that has nothing to talk about. So I've got to count your blessings a little bit there, I think. But yeah, no, I mean, we say it every week, thank, thank everyone for listening. You don't you don't have to, you don't have to give your time up, but you do and you contribute to us and, and not just not just in a, in a bit of coffee and that kind of thing, but actually just when you do your man at the match things and all that kind of thing, just... It's nice to know that you're out there and you're listening. And like I said, yeah, Rob, so we can't thank you enough. Yeah. So, big thanks for joining us on this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parks. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. Fans on Twitter at the ITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact, Spotify, and YouTube. Good luck, Reds. We'll see you on the other side.